Hello everyone, you're listening to the Red Leaf Retrocast, where we strive to find, analyze, discuss and review entertainment pieces from the recent past in our questionable sense of humor, always delivering the best content with the best quality so we can keep being your place to learn, remember and relive the past to the present. Listeners, it's episode 46 of the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition. I'm your host, JD, with my cat just going crazy in the background two seconds in the podcast. Here we go. I'm your I'm your host and joined by Tori. How you doing? I'm doing alright. Hit my head yesterday, but other than that, I am fine. Mmm. Did you lose all emotion in your lower extremities? Uh no. I just just uh just the right side of my face collapsed, but it's fine. <laughs> nah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so this week, you are the one with the ru- with the half-ruined face. Last week, that was me, Hickey. Are you prepared for what's going to happen in two weeks? <laughs> uh, don't say that. I almost got ran over a lot of times when I get out. So like, oh, that's nothing new. Yeah, so you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you're going to get hit by something. Might as well be a truck, so like. And I, I don't really like isekais, so I prefer not. <laughs> uh, Prepare to get isekai. <laughs> this, yeah, the secret ending to Promise Neverland. <laughs> hey, don't spoil it. I still haven't seen it. Everyone get hit by a truck. Uh, <laughs> was, everyone gets hit was by a mess. truck. Not truck coon. No. <laughs> I mean, it was it, okay. it was spoiled at the beginning of the. <laughs> Of the anime. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was in the first episode. You didn't see the truck coming? <laughs> uh. All right. What's our agenda here? Oh, God. I don't even have my own agenda up. <laughs> wow. All right. This is a great start. Oh, no. What am I doing? But, but JD, <laughs> you know go. what we usually do, up. right? What? <laughs> we usually start off with our how our usual how is everyone. All right. Our <laughs> usual how is everyone. <laughs> I have the agenda up now. <laughs> uh, um, let's see here. Uh, bowling, good. Um, second week of the new job, done. Le- much less sore than last week. Uh, let's see here. Not as much free time to watch anime, which is, you know, I should just quit now. Quit the job now. Yep. It's really right. getting into the more important things in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Start making money podcasts. It's going to be like, ha, oh, I don't need you anymore, job. Mm. Well, we need, yeah, we need some some sponsors, but who cares about that shit? Oh, yeah. Mm. Money is not important in capitalism. So, we ha- <laughs> so why is everyone here? Well, we got Tori's movie quest. He's going through the girl who leapt through time. Love that movie. Can't wait oh. to hear what he has to say about that. We got 
JD and Hickey's Manga Manwa Checkout, in which we'll be talking about Dr. Stone. That's, uh, gonna be something. We have our main topic, which is the spring seasonal season outlook. Seasonal season, my god. I'm on fire today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spring seasonal outlook, because, well, it, it is officially spring. The next season's upon us. Time to outlook it. Is it, is it though? Maybe we'll almost. Over a movie book. It's fall. Almost. It is. Not cool. Not quite, but almost. It's fall. <laughs> oh, okay, Hickey. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fall. It's sometimes. It might be the fall for some people. There we go. It How might about be that? summer <laughs> four. It's basically it's summer two point oh, like every year. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be rounding out the cast. If you couldn't guess, by the title of the episode. We're going over the 1983 classic GoGo 13, The Professional. He is a professional. Uh, something that you covered in a past uh, movie quest, correct? He sure did. Yeah, if only I remembered anything what you said from that. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said. Uh. All right. So, um, is there any anime we've been watching that isn't podcast related? Yes, I've watched. Yes, and I'm going to be talking about them. <laughs> I've watched a few movies, uh, and I was disappointed by one. Uh, the other two, Goku Thirteen, and um, what was the other one? Oh yeah, the the Boy and the Beast. <laughs> oh, the Boy and the yeah, Beast. I've watched that, and a, a Hosoda movie. I I watched uh, I Wanna Eat Your Pancreas as well. That was very disappointing. Uh, you didn't care for I Wanna Eat Your Pancreas? It was disappointing. Uh, honestly. Mm. The, the the twist, like the, the climax of of the of the movie is just bad. Uh it's bad writing. So hmm. Oh, that's bummer. Yeah. Mm. Probably not as good as uh I wanna sear your liver. Probably not. Probably not. That is not a real thing. No. Really? Probably better than Poopa. Whoa, cat. All right. Fantastic. Get get off there. Jesus. What is he doing? All up on the mic table, he just goes, Bah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he wants the podcast. Jeez. Let him. Wouldn't be, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Redley Fletcher cast without the cat causing mischief. <laughs> my cat is sleeping still. Like a good boy. I wish mine was sleeping. He's psycho. Uh, okay. Well, Tori, I'm going to play a drop, and we're just going to go straight into your movie quest. We're going right. rapid fire today. I know too much about you. Are you still going to kill me? Yeah. There you go. It's all yours. All right. So, like I always do on every podcast, I do a movie quest in between podcast episodes where I try to watch as many movies as possible, and... uh I watched a few movies this time as well, and just to quickly go through the movies that I did watch uh, from last uh, cast, I watched Howl's Moving Castle, uh, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Lupin the Third, more of that, I watched Jason no Shaw, more Lupin, The Girl Who Left Through Time, more Lupin, Evangelion <laughs> 1.0, more Lupin, Ponyo, more Lupin, and The Skycrawlers. <laughs> uh, so how many Lupin movies does that make? Or specials? I don't know. I'm, I can't be. Because I think you're into the them. special era more than movie era. 
Uh, I mean, they're all technically specials, but I just treat them as movies since they're all pretty much an hour, 30 minutes long anyways. Minus yeah, that's like fair one. Enough. That's like 40 minutes, but whatever. Uh, short movie. Who cares? Anyways, yeah. So I'm going to be talking about uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. And that is, as has been mentioned, a Mamoru Hosoda movie. And uh, made by Studio Madhouse. And the synopsis from... Uh, yeah, it came out in 2006. And the synopsis from Anime Planet says... Makoto Kono is a somewhat foolish and tomboyish high school student who spends most of her time hanging out with uh, with her two male friends. Things changed when things change one day when she suddenly gains the ability to leap through time. At first, exclamation she uses, point! Exclamation <laughs> point! At first, she uses her newfound ability to do things such as preventing her sister from stealing her dessert, cheating on a test, and singing karaoke for ten hours. However. The small alterations she makes to the timeline turns out to have unforeseen consequences that snowball into dramatic and lethal situations for her and those around her. Ooh. Yes. So it's the butterfly effect, but the anime version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's Mamoru Mamoru Hosoda, the interpretation of Steins Gate. (laughs) 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 Oh. Well, if that's the case, I would say it's better. <laughs> Without Mamoru Miyano, of course, so it's not. <laughs> that, exactly. Well, that's that's the big problem the, right yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> Everything with Mamoru Miyano but, is a masterpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would saying. scream right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, no, uh, the girl who lived through time, like says, basically it's about this girl who gets the ability to jump through time, and she uses it seemingly innocently just to kind of you know, have more fun, enjoy her, like, fun moments more. It's all essentially small things. Uh, and, you know, she talks to her aunt, who's, like, they call her a witch. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, uh, she's like, well, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe maybe while you're doing these things to have fun, you could hurt be hurting somebody else in the process? And she's just like, No. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't do well, anything to affect crazy. other. I don't do things that affect other people. Like what? I don't do this to harm anybody. Like whatever. Whatever. And then obviously one day, one of her two male friends that she hangs out with all the time confesses to uh, to her, and in a full-blown panic, she just you know leaps through time, resets, and avoids the whole situation like it didn't happen. Been there, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, but yeah, right. and obviously she confesses this to her aunt again, and it's just like, well, isn't that unfair to him because he has built up all this courage to ask you out, and you just reset that? And she's just like, you know, we're friends. I can't, I can't do that. And then she starts getting involved with a lot of other relationship stuff and whatnot, and reset, and she tries to help some other girls to get uh, get with her other friend, and uh. Stuff like that, and she ends up resetting. One of the unforeseen consequences as well is because she had an unfortunate day uh, where she mm-hmm. got everything went wrong for her and whatnot. And especially in cooking, she got uh, splashed over. And she switched in that, she switched uh, her position with somebody else, which resulted in him getting uh, in him getting bullied and him taking his frustrations out on his bullies and that whole right. thing being a deal. And you know, just it kind of just builds and builds and builds and builds upon itself. This. The entire time about stuff that happens, and then, then the twist comes into play, and uh, I mean, I understand that you want to try to make 
make this make sense. You know, we're talking about the high school girls who can leap through time, but, uh... I'm not entirely impressed with the twist of the whole thing. I thought that was a bit weak. Really? Yes. I thought that was a bit weak. But, uh... Really, that's... That's my only problem. I understand why. But I don't particularly <laughs> like the way they went about doing it. So... But, at the end of the day, I still enjoyed the movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie for a while. It's... The, the fact that the twist kind of lacks for me is... Prevents it from being something that I, like... Really, you prevent from being like an 8 or a 9, and instead I ended up giving it a 7, because it's it's a good movie. Just kind of went a bit soft in the... It kind of went a bit soft in the sponge. It was not not ideal. So besides the lack of a hard, interesting twist, mm-hmm. uh, you still quite enjoyed the movie which is i think pretty good yeah no like the movie is good all the way all the way through and i understand but it's like it's one of those things like when you try to you do at at the end try to have like an emotional impact and when i say it doesn't hit hard it's not it's not because it's not trying but it is one of those things which like i feel like how the hell am i going to explain this without you know spoiling it uh you don't have to i think i think we all pretty much got it at this point yeah, not, so basically, it's just stuff happens, and I feel like the introduction of, or rather, the revelation that happens that kind of leads to all of these uh, things before, uh, all of the, that leads to the ending, it's like, or up until like that big, big uh, thing that cannot be reversed, or, uh-huh. like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, feel like that exactly. was a bit like, hmm, but oh well. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was a good movie, and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know what else to say, really. Like, Mamoru Hosoda is a great director, and he knows what he's doing. He's not my yeah, favorite, but... So he... Well, here's a question. Um, it, do you like him and his style and how he goes about the movies better than Shinkai? I've seen that mm. comparison and heard that comparison quite, quite a bit. I mean, I understand why. Uh, no, no, I do not. You prefer Shinkai? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. I do. Is that his because... style, or or what is what 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 is it about Hosoda that doesn't meet to that level with you? You know, I don't know. I still haven't seen that many Hosoda movies. Is the thing. I feel like after like I watched something like I don't know, uh, Wolf Children. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that will change my mind. But like so far, I've seen A Girl Left Through Time, and I've seen Summer Wars, and both of those are. Kind of similar. You like, ha- they're, they're not good. true. You have also seen the Digimon movie. <laughs> that is correct. Which is some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, but it's it, they all kind of You're fall like, into that's that what same I said, thing. Summer Wars. Yeah. <laughs> they all fall, fall, fall into that kind of same thing. Like it's fun. It's, it's a good movie for a while, and then the twist comes in. It's a little bit like, mm, I don't, mm, yeah, I, I I get it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So I don't get know. past it. Okay. Yeah, and. uh yeah, I feel. I think that is it. Also, like I said, what about you, Hickey? Um, well, same question. I think I I prefer Makoto Shinkai. Uh, out of there, like at the beginning, uh, I think Hosoda doesn't have a lot of uh, lucky with when it comes to script, and usually, like I I've watched the uh, the Boy and the Beast, right? 
So I, I was at the, uh, the same impression. At, at the end of the movie, it's kind of uh, not quite there. Uh, it's, it's still a good movie. Uh, he still does a lot of good movies. I, I think uh, Wolf's Children is probably the best movie so far I've watched it from Mamoru Hosoda. But uh-huh. when it comes to script, and <laughs> he's not lucky. Uh, the the punchlines are usually weak. Uh, he's very subtle style of directing also. Um, <laughs> kind of makes it more, makes it weaker. When you have Makoto Shinkai, which gets good writing, he can get all the qualities of that writing well and well marked. Mm-hmm. And he's just very good at photography and scene, <laughs> yeah. scene compositions, things like that. Gotta love and, those lens flares. Yeah, usually, <laughs> I go to Makoto Shinkai because the Sakuga fag side is more towards that. Uh, looking at the photography, looking at the shots, looking at how the camera is moving, things like that. He usually pays a lot of attention to that, and I appreciate it. Where Hosoda, he... Is not very lucky when it comes to what they choose him to direct. Uh, he, I, I still think he he needs a story that will make him shine a lot. The same way Masaki Yuasa has the type of stories, he just nails everything. Uh, the same way mm-hmm. uh, Makoto Shinkai has the type of story, which is usually tragic, loving, uh, love things. Uh, he nails Mam- Mamoru Hosoda is still looking for that that one story that will make all his efforts and all his talent shine as they should. Yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. can you can still you can make the argument that you know I obviously I haven't said, it, but I know people will make the argument that uh, uh, Wolf Children is essentially that for him, and yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it is. I, I can see good. that, but it's like, like it yeah, is. I can see that, but it is like again, it's one of those like he's made a lot of stuff since that as well, and it's like, I don't know. Uh, but I, I guess we'll see. So it's kind of that's what I'm interested to see now with like uh, Makoto Shinkai, for example, right? Because obviously, although not my favorite movie of his by any means, like Your Name was massive, right? So I'm interested to see, like, what what is his next move? What does he do now after your name? <laughs> because now everyone's going to be looking at him and be like, can he follow this up? <laughs> well, uh, if I'm correct, Shinkai is currently making a new, another new movie. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's his job. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> no. It's called we- uh, Weathering with You, and it's slated to come out later this year. It's probably something that will make a lot of people pissed. Probably. <laughs> usually, usually, <laughs> like it's not as good as no, the other No, no, no. Usually that, the, that's my instance when it comes to Shinkai. I just scream his, his name in anger whenever I watch the movie. Because it's like, he, he gives so much. And then when you're finally there and you're happy, he just slaps you and take out and just like burns everything in front, in front of you. And it's like, Shinkai! <laughs> Why that did you do that? Uh, yeah. Because. <laughs> well, I still, I still need to watch uh, Mirai of the Future. I might actually do that yeah, either today same. or tomorrow. That is um, one. That is one I want to watch. That 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 uh, got very good uh, feedback and reviews. So, 
We'll see. We'll see. That'd be a nice little comparison to make between uh, Mirai and uh, Weathering, whatever it was called. Weathering with you? Sure. Did I get that right? Yeah, Weathering with you. A little compare and contrast. Oh. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm still glad you enjoyed the movie. I vastly enjoyed Girl Elip Through Time. Uh, I think my biggest thing with Hosoda is all of his movies can tend to end the same with it just works out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, again, that's what I mean, right? It's it's like, I understand I understand why he does it, and I understand, like, the whole point, like, what he, why it needs, because if he doesn't, especially with a girl left through time, if he doesn't try to make sense of it, it's going to be a bit, like, odd. The punchline is going to seem a bit weird. But right. it's like, how do you, how do you logically explain, explain why you can time travel? Right? What's the logic um, there? Well, story. magic. Future. No, future. Technology. <laughs> future magic. <laughs> Technology. Right? So basically, what explains time travel? Time travel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the, future, the future people. <laughs> future people all, all the time. All right. Well, speaking of future people, I think that's a good segue to get into our uh, Manga Manga checkout. So here I go, drop. Oh, that's not the right one. Oh, God. What have I done? I don't know. What have you done? <laughs> there it is. Are you new to anime? Do you have hard-hitting questions? Well, what do you think happens when you mix war and anime together? He is funny, right? Because he is just fucking... Like, he is the guy that you wonder how he, how he managed to get into the military. Because, I mean, you don't know anything about him, really. Don't He's ask, don't tell, like, Tori. Duh. Yep. He just kind of <laughs> walks up to people and slaps them on the ass and then go, Hey. <laughs> Hey, good game. <laughs> good war, right? <laughs> Shouldn't you do something and go out there and risk my life? Nah. <laughs> uh, you expect me to? You expect me to fight this war and slap someone's ass? I don't think so. I'll take care of everyone when they come back. Real good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, nah. Well, I guess you can find humor just about anywhere. You are listening to the Red Leaf Retrocast, found on Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, and the podcast is located on all your favorite outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. And now, back to the show. I want to live! Take me with you! Take me away from here! Alrighty, Hickey. I know I, uh, I kind of put this on you, but... Man, Manga Manwa Checkout, here we go. If you guys are joining us for the first time, what we do is we highlight this. Uh, this is a segment where we highlight a manga, manhwa, or webtoon. And we read uh, something like the first volume, X amount of chapters, whatever, you know, we kind of feel like to get a good first impression over the uh, the material. And um, our sixth checkout is over the manga Dr. Stone, a big Shonen Weekly uh, jump. One that's quite popular. Yes, it is. It's yeah, it is very popular. It's right up there with um, Promise Neverland. Kind of the two. It's the two up and coming ones. Um, I guess you could throw Black Clover like in there, the, but these two uh, are very. I mean, these two are very separate. Uh, yeah, when, when it comes what, to Shonen Jump, they're the flagships. They are usually yeah, usually so, in the the cover for the jump. Yeah. So it's by uh, Richiro Inagaki, uh, known for doing Ice Shield 21, the football 
um, the one based on football. The hand egg. And the artist. The hand egg. Yeah, the football egg. Really good. Okay. And the uh, the artist is Boichi, uh, who's who's has a very unique kind of awesome looking art style. Uh, <laughs> well known for doing uh, Soon Ken Rock, and among others. Uh, very cool stuff, uh, the artist. So, uh, this was my first exposure to him, actually. Because I know, Tori, you were very, you're very high on the artist, from what I could tell, right? Oh, yeah. I, like, I read Sunken Rock a while back, and it's just, like, obviously his his art style is, like, it, it varies a lot. He doesn't always, uh, like, he doesn't always use that, like, I mean, you saw the pictures that I shared, the, like, hyper hyper detailed he doesn't always do that he's got more minimalist styles and whatnot for comedy sake and whatnot and he has yeah. problems with drawing women because all of his women is literally just that same one girl which makes sense because he has a past doing shoujo before he started doing adult stuff and then <laughs> shonen <laughs> came back around on shonen but so he's but yeah no it's very like when he when he really goes for it when he really wants to like make you feel like a sunken rock the action scenes to really like oh two manly men are going up against each other punching each <laughs> other with their fists it's like they're muscly the veins are popping out of their body nice shading like really good use of impact frames and whatnot it's just blood splatter it's like it's so it's so cool like yeah it really it really reminds me of uh the 80s style and fist of the north star type stuff yeah yeah so, uh, Dr. Stone was released in March 2017, still ongoing. It's, uh, eight volumes long, I believe, and it's also getting an anime adaptation just this summer via TMS Entertainment, also relevant to what we'll be talking about later in Golgo 13. And, um, I don't know about you, Hickey, but I only read the first volume. I've read... For, to do impressions over. I, I think I've read, like, 34 chapters. I went overboard, I, I... Uh, the the panels layout and the panels layouts and the fluidity of the story are very good. So I just got <laughs> I just got inside of the whirlpool and couldn't get out. So I kept going until I realized, wait, hold on a second, I'm I'm getting too too ahead of of what I actually need <laughs> to to read. All right. Uh, and then for those joining us in the live stream, uh, here is the cover of the first volume. There you go. And then here's some of those muscle, veins, manly men type stuff going. So there you go. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I love the art style. It, it immediately hooks me. And the, uh, the premise is quite interesting. So here's the Anime Planet summary. One fateful day. All of humanity was petrified in a blinding flash of light. After several millennia, high schooler Taiju awakens and finds himself lost in a world of statues. However, he is not alone! His science-loving friend, Senku's been up and running for a few months. And he's got a grand plan in mind to kickstart civilization with the power of science! Science. They really, they really harp that home. <laughs> science! <laughs> It's a 10 billion percent chance that science will save us because science. <laughs> oh, science. Uh, all right. So, Hickey, you you read the most. I'm curious about your thoughts. Why don't you go first? 
I've, I've already told you my thoughts. <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy, is the coolest guy to ever <laughs> exist. <laughs> uh, it is basically that. It, it is Bill Nye, the science guy, in the post-apocalyptic scenario. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is very good. I, I enjoy that kind of story of you know getting transported either to the past or to the future, just like Seven Seeds. Uh, yep. But just like Seven Seeds, the the shonen traits in in Seven Seeds we have a lot of sh very old shoujo traits. In this one, the shonen traits hurt the the story more than it helped. Uh, and what would those particular shonen traits be? No one dies. No one gets hurt. Uh, you got high schoolers doing crazy shit, and uh, you have like the delinquent guy who's just a monster. He can survive an explosion. <laughs> like it's it it hurts a lot and uh the main guy senku just jumping a few stages in in science uh he just went from i'm making clothes to now i can make a a generator and <laughs> make electricity some uh, things like that he's collecting sulfur acid and so he made uh special hazard clothes for them to collect it uh also they the point I, where i stopped Sen senko is alone uh he has his oh interesting he has his friend uh what taiju uh yeah taiju awaits yeah, the, and, the and then, like the muscle yeah, guy they save the the girl as well and then after like they escape yeah. the delinquent senko says no 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 you guys go back so you, because you need to infiltrate in uh, the delinquent's kingdom, and I'll for I'll go alone to a village which have like uh, humans. They were like descendants of people who woke up uh, centuries before them. And I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> There's no reason. You just escaped. The, the the fucking delinquent wants to kill you, and you're just <laughs> sending your friend back to there. Uh, you know, it's it's very, it's not bad. It's fun. Uh, I like this story, but those shonen things, right, are are, are bad. It, they hurt the story. So, you're not wrong. I don't disagree with any of that. Actually, uh, I thought the pace of Volume One was incredibly fast for what was happening, uh, and that that ranges from character introduction to their ability to just seemingly solve everything with science uh, immediately depending on whatever situation they need. What I do like is uh, I, th I thought the intro to who uh, Taiju and Seku was kind of weak. It's just uh, very seemed very atypical of I'm going to confess to a girl and they kind of kind of fourth wall it where it's just this is like a your typical love confession uh-huh <laughs> uh so the yeah the blinding light gets him and i do like seku the character he's he's very he's very quirky and he and he treats everyone like they're why don't you know this kind of deal but in a comical way yeah yeah well i mean uh, i think he's a little bit weak alone uh in my opinion yeah, he's got to bounce off everybody. Yeah, for sure. Like, now that... 
the party I, I don't want to spoil the thing for you but like he's mostly alone of course he's like in this village mm -hmm. he's helping uh other humans so they can like fight the delinquent uh but like everyone in the village looks like a mob character they are they are just <laughs> there and most of the things are relied on senko but he's not very good alone and <laughs> since the characters in the village cannot bounce off of him or, or he can't really show his skills to to a level where you know he has uh, someone with the intimacy like uh, taiji to you know make a little skit with he feels even more weaker, <laughs> even weaker uh, than he actually is. But still, yeah, I I still like him. I I still like when he goes on the science rant. You know, he's like, "I'm gonna invent this thing," and and then like you you get all that hype uh, behind the, the invention or the chemistry thing he's doing. The ke the chemistry was really cool. What what obviously wrote me in was how they used uh, calcium carbonate to solve a lot of their early issues and um for those that don't have the the geology background that i do uh, so what happens is they're all turned to stone and because t uh, both taiju and senku's um bodies in, in encased in the stone kind of drifted towards a cave over time the cave uh is a limestone cave most their limestone dolomite is always a part of a cave system uh and when uh water interacts with the limestone it creates an acid so they it's a very good explanation and quite accurate how the acid then interacted with their seemingly uh sedimentary or igneous rock that that encased them and it will break them down over time quite cool now the 3700 years that had passed <laughs> I'm not so sure that's an accurate representation, but, you know, close enough. <clears throat> he counted. And, like, um, oh, that was so dumb. He counted. <laughs> he was like, well, how do you know how many time have passed? I was counting the seconds. It was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was just counting the whole time when I was encased in stone. <laughs> it's one of those, those things. Like, It's it's the shoning thing that <laughs> it, it prejudices the story more than, than helps. Just like uh, how he wrote E equal MC squared with his own blood in the in the clothes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's why? Right. He's like, yeah, no, because I, I kept thinking and the the, our thoughts go around in the speed of light. Of course, it's light, and, and he goes on this really weird rant to explain <laughs> why he was awake. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Taiju's character suffers from being too stupid. That's a, that's definitely a shonen trope that I don't I I don't approve of. That's what that's why something like Promised Neverland is is quite refreshing because all the characters are smart in their own unique way. Right. While here we have Senku, who's, as you said, Hickey, Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, mixed with um, uh, what, what's what, uh, the survival guy with the TV show? Bear Grooves. <laughs> Bear Groove. Yeah, he's like Bill Nye slash Bear Groove. <laughs> it's like, OK. Uh, the comedy is hit and miss with me. Uh, I do. I do like how the characters bounce off each other. Um the villain introduced, I'm not totally buying it yet, 
where he's just the strongest high schooler and then he wants to create his perfect world already. You know, it just happens to go that way. It's kind of kind of odd. It didn't really hit me the right way. So it'll be interesting to see where that heads. Uh, so I'm, I'm very 60-40 on this. I do really like it. I do want to continue it. There's a lot of kind of, th- as you said, Hickey, the tropes really do bring it down uh, to a fault. But uh, I think it's different enough. And the art is just super amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is like it, it also like one thing of Promised Neverland is that everyone is unique as well. Uh, in this one, yeah. we have a trio, and it's something uh, a lot of stories do, and a lot of early shown indeed, which you have the three. It's gonna be a little of a, a, a little travel right right here, uh, probably because I'm a little hangover and I say dumb shit when I'm hangover. But <laughs> the three characters, they are one person. They are the three sides of a person. It's something, it's psych, uh, it's psychology. One is the id, which would be Senku, uh, the smart guy, the very rational, kind of malicious. I see where you go. Yeah, with this. you have yeah. the ego, yeah. and which is the grow, and then you have the super ego. That doesn't happen. Although you have three, in Promised Neverland, although you have the three characters, they are not that. They're kind of it, but they still retain a little bit of, uh, each one of those uh, that is not very preeminent. In this one, no. Senko is the Eid. The Eid without the ego and the super ego is weak. The super ego without the ego and the Eid yeah. is very is it's also very weak. So you need the three characters together uh, to actually have an interesting story. And uh, it's something Shonen does a lot. Uh, it got old. Uh, it's inadequate. And mm-hmm. and Doctor Stone really suffers from uh, choosing this kind of narrative, but still, I I believe it's very good. I I want to see the anime. Uh, very interesting to watch it. But as far as the manga goes, I don't think I'll keep <laughs> reading it. It sounds like you read three three and a half volumes or something. Yes, so you got yes. a you got a real good taste of yes, it. Yes, it, it, uh, it sucks you in. Yeah. Uh, even with the problems, it's the kind of story that just never let you go. <laughs> Once you go, it's yeah. just like... Oh. And I, I'm definitely a sucker. I'm definitely a sucker for post-apocalyptic settings. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, it's... I think I'm on record for a past episode saying no anime can be good without post-apocalyptic settings. <laughs> More than once. Yes. More than once. <laughs> I don't like. I mean, just listening to this, the one thing that I fucking can't help like laugh at is the fact that you know, uh, this is written by uh, Richiro uh, Inagaki, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the story you guys described to me sounds like a mixture of uh, Sunken Rock and Hotel. So either Boichi has inf- is influencing uh, Inagaki a lot, <laughs> or <laughs> he is writing a good portion of this story. No, no, I, I believe he's influencing... Inagaki. Like you can I, see. you know, Tori, you're not you're not you're probably not far off because when I looked at who was writing this, I actually thought uh Boichi was both the artist and writer. And I was Same. like, Ooh, Inigaki? 
What? <laughs> he wrote a football manga. Like, yeah. what does that now, have to do with this? Like, it, it feels <laughs> a lot of the things you guys explain literally feels like it's taken from Sunken Rock and then made shonen instead of say, instead of seinen. It's like, hmm. <laughs> is so, that what his role uh, is? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think Inagaki's role is to make this shonen. <laughs> Boichi has the ideas and the setting. And then Inagaki goes, all right, this is how we can get it into Shonen Jump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but it's interesting. So, um, I'm going to be continuing it. Uh, probably be a slow slow read for me personally, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, the, to it coming out in the summer. That's going to be, I think it's going to be real fun. No, oh, it will. It so. will. I, I just don't feel like... Keep going. I, uh, well, uh, reading the manga is not that difficult, so might as well, right? I've, <laughs> uh, I believe in, in one afternoon I would be done with the manga, but I'll just wait for now. Okay. So I have this next drop, and we can get into our spring seasonal outlook. Hooray! Yay! I haven't played that one in a long time. It's a good one, I think. Probably. It's a good one, you think, probably, when you listen to it back. Or yeah. if not, who cares? <laughs> okay. So, uh, right fast, so we don't forget. Um, our uh, our 15-year rule, the moving bar has happened. So now, uh, in about two weeks, we can we are eligible to review up to spring 2004. And uh, just to name a few shows that came out during that era, uh, Samurai Champloo, Monster, Gaunts, um, do you guys have any, any others you'd like to say? Because those are the only three that really popped out in the, in the what I can tell. Uh, let's see. I guess Sergeant Frog? Is that? Did that come Isn't out? Isn't that like super long? <laughs> Sergeant Frog, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's only 358 episodes. So yeah, I mean, come on. yeah. You can knock yeah. that out. Yeah, sure. Knock it out in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fourth season of Nisho D. Kiniko Manchu. No. No. Kamikaze. This is going to turn into the Sergeant Frog podcast. Oh, uh, nah. For typical JD. Should we do Monster? Nah, it's too long. But let's do Sergeant Frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would, I would do, I would drop everything and do Monster immediately. <laughs> Ooh. It's just that would be. I would love breaking that down in like three podcasts because there's just so much to talk about. There is one show that would be interesting to talk about that came out in the spring 2004. <laughs> it's called Which would be? Midori no Hibi. I've never heard of it. Studio Piero. Oh God. Midori days. My days with Midori. Oh no. Yes. I am All not right. familiar. Yes. I've I've heard of this. Yes. <laughs> It's great, uh, great, great fun, sure. great PG sure. fun. Oh, it's etchy. Well, it shouldn't be ranked then. Uh, anime uh, list. Well, it is now because they they got rid of that. Oh, they they put it back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a bug, guys. Uh, it was a bug. And oh, Don- was it? Tenjo Tenji also came out in the spring two thousand four. Okay. <laughs> so some good, so some good anime we can uh, we can. We can cover there. We can so. get to in about 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Upcoming. Here we go. So, 
we each chose three anime we'd like to highlight, and then we'll we'll kind of end off this little segment with some heavy hitters that pretty much everyone's looking forward to. So, Tori, why don't you give us your first anime you were looking forward to in the spring 2019 season? Yeah, I think I'm going to start with the weakest one out of these, and uh, there's just there's no uh, uh, there's just no arguing that this is definitely not going to be the best uh, best out of it, and that is Carol and Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carol and Tuesday is gonna be uh, It's a hold on. Carol and Tuesday It is by uh, Shinichiro Watanabe actually So he's uh, directing another anime At uh, Bones It's an anime original yep. And it's a uh, sci-fi music drama romance show And uh, I do like me some sci-fi And I do like me some music And the uh, <laughs> synopsis from uh, Mal says 50 years have passed since mankind began Migrating to the new frontier Mars. It's an age where most culture is produced by AI and people are content to be passive consumers. There's a girl scrapping a living in the metropolis of Alba City. She's working part-time while trying to become a musician. She always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. There's a girl born to a wealthy family in the provincial town of Herschel City. She dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. A chance meeting brings them together. They want to sing. They want to make music. Together, they feel like they might just have a chance. The two of them may only create a tiny wave. But that wave will eventually grow into something larger. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> Robbie. It sounds dramatic as fuck, but who cares? Dude, uh... Shinichiro Watanabe and music. It's sadly not going to be jazz, but god damn it. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> robbing cruise away in the capitalism <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting if uh want uh, doesn't have his usual uh music girl behind this that he doesn't leave right uh-huh. so oh he does no he does not uh, no he does not who is so the, uh, um oh I'm gonna go ahead and okay no it doesn't actually say who does the music so he definitely does not have <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so I'm, w- I'm wondering if this is if this is going to be the anime that's going to bring Watanabe back into relevancy, rather than just a name that was with Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Like the thing that's uh, I'm, that I'm definitely looking forward to as the uh, as the Sakuga fag here is that apparently the first uh, the first episode of Carol and Tuesday has been uh, slated to have eight thousand drawings of animation and. Uh, in case you're wondering, an episode of animation on average has four thousand. So uh, they're, wait, they're doubling. I'm the expecting FPS? this to be a good-looking first episode. They're doubling the Alfred. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna go from eight <laughs> FPS to actually sixteen <laughs> FPS in an anime? Holy shit! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's not how animation works, and you know it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, nah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah. What do you mean? It's frames per second. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish instead of Tuesday they would call it Friday, so I can I could make more jokes about Robson Crusoe. <laughs> I guess I'm I I don't ex- expect a lot. It's gonna be beautiful though. So yes, I will watch it. I'm gonna watch everything regardless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hickey, what's your uh, anime you'd like to highlight? Sure. I'm going to highlight also the weakest one. Uh, 
really nothing to, to say about it. It's Hitoribochi no Seikatsu, or the, the, the school life, lifestyle of Hitoribochi. And mm-hmm. the synopsis reads, Hitoribochi suffers from an extreme, extreme social anxiety. She's not good at talking to people, takes pretty extreme actions, is surprisingly adept at avoiding people, her legs cramp when she overexerts herself, gets full of herself and alone, will vomit when exposed to extreme tension, and often comes up with plans. Now she's entering middle school, and her only friend, Yawara Kai, is attending a different school. This leaves Bochi alone, surrounded by new classmates with whom she must make friends before Kai will talk to her again. So yeah, it's basically just antics, uh, just, you know, just little comed- comedy sketches. Uh, every single character in this show uh, has a different trait, and it's related to the, their names. Like, the, the main girl is Hitoribochi, which means alone in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I, I've read the manga. I've been reading the manga, I think, since it was released. So I'm very happy it got an anime. That's all I have to say. Very interesting, especially in the first episode where she's gonna talk to a, uh, to a girl she, want, she wants to be friends with and she just vomits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She's, she's not good <laughs> with people. <laughs> so Clearly. Then you know, her only friend says, I'm not gonna talk to you. You need to be friends with everyone in the school, in your native school, before I can talk to you. And then she vomits again. <laughs> I, I, what a dick. I really, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the jokes. So yeah, I'm just happy that it got an anime. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> it's by Studio C2C. Yes. So I'm a little, that, that immediately turns me off personally as the fan I am. Aww. Wow, studio he hasn't heard of before. And he's just like, nah. No, they no. They, they I, did Harukana receive though. <laughs> oh wow, they're, they're fantastic. Then they're like ten out of ten. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten. All right. So my my first uh, anime I'm going to outlook on is called Ro Robi Hachi. It's by Studio Comet, and that studio always jumps off uh, to me because it's more of an older one, uh, done like a Suzuka Initial D. Um, uh, just name a couple. Uh, I think they also did the Fatal Fury stuff, but <laughs> we, we won't talk about that. All oh, right, in the we? year in the year GC fifty one, humans have obtained super light speed navigation technology and formed a commonwealth of planets with other species. In debt, freelance reporter Robbie Yarge or Yargay has had a streak of bad luck, losing his job, his girlfriend, and was nearly killed in a traffic accident. So you can totally relate to this guy, Hickey. Yes. (laughs) When his bag is stolen, Robbie meets 18-year-old Hachi Kita, who apprehends the thief and and returns his property. The two part ways soon after, but Hachi eventually turns up in Robbie's life again, this time as a debt collector working for a loan shark named Jan. A cat and mouse... Uh, chase begins, and Robbie tries to elude Hachi and escape to space while shaking off Jan's group, only to discover Hachi hiding inside his own spaceship. The two decide to then travel across the galaxy together in search of Iskander, 
see why I wanted to oh check this out. God, are they gonna... A distant legendary planet in the Milky Way <laughs> said to bring happiness to those who go there. So are... nothing bad will ever happen on their journey. Are, are they, tr <laughs> are they try trying to get space detergent as well? <laughs> space detergent? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I like Yamato. Please tell me this is written that's... by Leiji Matsumoto. <laughs> I swear to God, if they get you Skonda and there's just a Leiji Matsumoto a woman standing <laughs> there, I'll, I'm, I'm just gonna flip on. <laughs> I, uh, is it by Leiji Matsumoto? Matsumoto? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. think so. No, I don't have it up. I, okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it, but not, like it's. Like that sort of th stuff kind of kind of irks me, especially considering the fact that you know Yamato twenty two oh two finished not it too long ago. It is an original source. It is a it's an that original. That is not source. original. Get off. Fuck you. Anyways, <laughs> like they put a scander in there. It can't be original. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's true. No, but like they have a fucking like twenty two oh two just like not just, but it finished airing not too long ago, and there's apparently going to be even more Yamato being made. Except for the Hell fact yeah. that because the only thing that's a little bit annoying is because, you know, Sebek was recently uh, swallowed up by production IG, so Sebek will no right. longer get to do it. So they're looking for someone else. Ah. Oh, well. Uh, but there will be more. <laughs> I, ima I imagine that there's going to be a lot of comedy in this one, a good co comic take on uh, the journey to Iskander. And for those that are totally confused why we keep bringing up Iskander, uh, in the show Yamato, which we've discussed in the past, uh, or the entire Leji Matsumoto universe in general, <laughs> Iskander's like the destination planet. <laughs> mm. Every time. Uh, the director is Shinzi Takamatsu, who is best known for directing Gintama, School Rumble, Daily Lives of High School Boys, uh, Haven't You Heard I'm Sekimoto, so he's very good at, at the, um, the comedy aspect. So, uh, you know, at worst, I just don't get into the comedy and you know move on or it could be an amazing space journey with lots of rambunctious uh guys and getting into rambunctious stuff i'd rather watch yamato yeah well i've seen yamato so now i'm gonna see robi hachi you haven't seen shawnee <laughs> too robi hachi or roba hachi <laughs> anyways i will watch everything doesn't really matter shut up <laughs> I don't have a job. Where's it? Where's it ranked on? Where's it ranked? <laughs> I, I don't think it has a lot of people excited for it. Yeah, I'm not. No shit. <laughs> yeah, it does not. I'm not. I'm not very excited for that as well. I believe it will be, uh, from the two options you gave. I believe it will be the latter. <laughs> I believe it's just not gonna be really fun. But uh, okay. Well, who knows? Who knows? It's in the regional uh, space. We're probably gonna see some post-apocalyptic stuff, but nah. Oh, get to a planet that's post-apocalyptic? 10 out of 10. <laughs> These guys. Tori, you're up next. I am Number up two. next. So, now we have gotten into the, uh, the classiest of the classy anime that I'm gonna be watching next season. Oh, please. And, you're, gonna, uh, you're gonna see Mirathais uh, as well. Please. The classiest. Oh, come on, Tori. This is one of the classiest of the classy. Both There's of these ones, one. next ones, I'm going to talk about. Are... No, both one. of the next ones are some of the classiest. Anyways, we're talking about Nande Kokoni Sensegaga, or Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher? Uh, by Tear Studio. 
And it will be directed by Hiraku Kaneko, who I do not know. My oh, Makenki! Oh, Makenki 2. Oh, God. Yes. Second Equaser. He's the director of Second Equaser. Yes. That's, that's all I needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> he so, yeah. does some interesting uh, works. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... He's a man of uh, man of culture. He's a man of yes. So yeah, the, <laughs> the synopsis is: seventeen-year-old uh, Ichiro Sato is an average teenager who always happens to find himself in perverted situations with his teacher Kana Kojima. Follow this erotic love comedy about their mishaps throughout their daily lives and how Ichiro and Kana choose to handle them. So, yep. Did someone say erotic? I I did say erotic. <laughs> so yeah, this is an etchy and. Uh, it's definitely going to be the best show. Well, one of the best shows this season. No, no doubt about that. Everyone can agree. There's going to be women in it. Who That's, the hell that... is Tear Studio? Who the hell? I I, I don't I don't know. Are they, okay, their important? history consists of a one episode OVA. Yep, perfect. They nope, are. The, it's a movie. One episode are, movie. From they are the perfect. I believe I believe they are starting because Nande Kokoni Sensega will be a short. Yes, so, ten minutes an episode or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's very beginning of a studio. Should should see who is behind it. Uh, see if it was a director who started a new studio or an animator or something like that. I don't know who is behind your studio. Probably. I can't uh, believe you didn't bring up Mirotites, Tori. What I bring? Uh, I thought about it, but. Like, I mean, I already have one OVA on there. It's like, I can't do two. But Mirotites looks to me like it's stalking foot fetish the anime. How would you not be into that? The name of the thing uh, well, is Well, that's the thing. Thighs. I'm going to watch Why? it. <laughs> no, it's Mirotites, not, not thighs. Also, Yomu is also a... There are definitely Yomu, thighs. Yomu is the name of the artist behind uh, the series of <laughs> Benty Hall's uh, illustrations. Guys. And... He's a man of culture. He has a. We're not talking about Mirotites, okay? He has a pixie. You can go there. Yeah, we're talking and... about teacher sex. The anime, exactly. Or whatever watching. Okay. Exactly. Right. That is very the, important. The PV for Nande Nande Sega was very interesting because it, it got a feel for the anime, where he just enters a <laughs> stall in the male bathroom and the teacher the teacher is just there being. It's like, why is the fuck my sensei is here? <laughs> uh, because he always gets into perverted situations with his teacher. Did you not read the synopsis? I, I'm just explaining how the PV got fuck off. <laughs> oh, nah, this is going to be so dumb, but this is, this is my kind of trash. <laughs> this is my kind of a man of culture. Hey, please save us with your second pick. Yes, my second pick is Kimetsu no, ya no Yaiba, or the Blade of the Demon Destruction, or Demon Slayer. Yeah. <clears throat> the synopsis reads: Sensation times. Rumors have abounded of men eating demons lurking in the woods. Because of this, the local uh, townsfolk never venture outside at night. Legend has it that demon, demon slayers also roams in, in the night, hunting all these bloodthirsty demons. For young Tanjiro, these rumors will soon become a harsh reality. Uh, I'll stop here because the, the rest of the, the synopsis is kind of kind of gives out. I mean, uh, kind of gives out too much. Yes, uh, it's <laughs> something that I also read the manga. Uh, 
So yeah, uh, it's by Ufotable. That it is. And I'm a little bit worried right now because, you know, I always sometimes I warn people like when we are talking in the in the in the voice chat, and I I joke about how animators and studios like to to do tax evasion. Uh, well, Ufotable <laughs> Ufotable got caught uh, doing yeah. uh, evading taxes. So I'm a little bit scared <laughs> to see. I hope it doesn't affect the anime or the other UFO table. It, it won't. And... It won't because, like, so far there is there isn't a case against them. They are they are accused of tax evasion. They haven't been caught, and they expected like oh, they... there's going to be like a long process now. It'll take like two years. Yeah. They, <laughs> they they will be fought. <laughs> they will, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. Regardless, <laughs> I'm very interested in the show. Uh, Lisa is doing the the opening. Uh, mm -hmm. Kajura Yuki is responsible for the music. Uh, one of the shows she Ooh, yes. she worked in was Dot Hack. She did she did all the Dot Hack music. She did Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica music. Uh, the only thing I don't know about is the director. It looks like it's his second time directing an anime, so I'm a little bit worried, especially uh, since he's doing that on the UFO table. But yeah, I mean, it's it's basically he, dir he directed uh, he directed Spice and Wolf. That's not bad. I guess so, but still, they, I cannot like have a feel for what he's gonna do because it's so sporadic. Uh, it's he's not a director, you know. No, he's he's. I mean, looking at his credits, he seems to be a little bit of everything. He's an animator. He's a storyboarder. He's a director. He's a character designer. Yeah, he is a uh, he does everything. So like, but usually, yeah. usually they, he does key animation. So having a feel for what he's gonna do is a little bit hard. But still, uh, I expect a very good anime. Basically, it tells the story of Tanjiro. He lives in the woods. Uh, his family gets murdered by demons, and one of his sister, the one who survived, actually becomes a demon herself. But she doesn't attack humans. Uh, and you know, it's basically he goes. Uh, it he goes to become a demon slayer and fight with his sister and try to find a cure for his sister it's very it's a very interesting story gets a little bit weak uh from time to time but still uh i, I believe a lot of people are excited to see this anime and so am i yeah it's uh it's it's on my list for sure and i believe the first episode is already out upon recording yeah. this it has. It's already. It already has a eight point twenty four on my anime list. <laughs> yeah, just after one episode. Okay. Yeah. My second pick, and I went. Let me just um pull up the little Anime Planet uh, synopsis here. If I can find it, there it is. So my second pick is uh, Shometsu Toshi. Probably not on a lot of people's uh, top lists. It's a madhouse anime, so uh, that they're back. It's based on a mobile game, which kind of all, uh, immediately has me kind of step off, step offish. But anyways, uh, one day a town was annihilated. Yuki is a young woman who is said to be the only person left alive from the town after the annihilation. And Takuya is a loner and a smuggler. Together with the letter left by Yuki's father, they go towards the town, now called Lost, 
but unexpected obstacles stand in their path, the thoughts of those left behind, secret and mysterious organizations, and hidden conspiracies await Yuki and Takuya as they move closer towards the mystery behind Lost. So the director is Ishigeyuki Miya, Miya, who did a lot of Lupin stuff, if memory serves. Yay! Yeah, and the uh, uh, did a few episodes of the Albungaku series, which was really good, but then has some stinkers like Blood Lad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Blood Lad's pro- kind of popular, at least, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's pretty down there on the li- on the uh, anticipated list of the season. Uh, not so much as Robihachi. Hachi, <laughs> uh, but I not sure what to totally expect. I I I was thinking maybe some quirky banter between the two main characters as they as they travel around this kind of destructed city and just try and. It, it, I mean, if the mystery's good, then I'll definitely be into it. Um, my worry is for sure around if it's just going to be kind of the silent male standoffish protagonist with the quirky female the whole time, which I'm kind of tired of seeing. So, there you go. That's my number two. Tori. All right, then. What do you got? Uh, your third and last one. This is supposed to be your best one, right? This is my best one, and this is an this is a one episode OVA <laughs> that won't air until June twentieth, uh, and uh, it will apparently be apparently there's a there's more of this in the works as well that will come out later. This is gonna be the prequel OVA to a series that will be coming later down the line. This is why that is oh, why this is very important. It's uh, by Studio Pashone, uh, so you know that gives and the, the genre listed at least on Mal is horror. And uh, the show is called The Island of Giant Insects. And the synopsis goes like this. After an, airpa- After an airplane crash during a school trip, Odiba Matsumi and her classmates were stranded on a seemingly deserted island. Matsumi found the other survivors and used her wilderness knowledge to help them. She expects that they will be rescued in about three days, which doesn't seem so long to endure. However, she didn't account for the fact that the island is populated with gigantic killer insects. Her knowledge of butterflies, wasps, and more may be the only thing that will help her, that will help any of her classmates survive to be rescued. And, uh, yeah. This is directed by Takio Takahashi, who has also directed stuff like... Wait. Oh, hold on, never mind. Fucking ignore what I said during Hickey's, uh, Hickey's thing. I was wrong. This is the guy who directed <laughs> Spice and Wolves. I was like, he, he directed Spice and Wolves. I was like, oh, uh, Chicken Day. I didn't see that. That's all like he, he directed. Oh, what was the, he directed? Like uh, Tales of Zestidia. <laughs> only the uh, only okay. direction. Yeah, no, I don't know. I was about to look at this guy. Why was I looking at this guy? Whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, sure. Yes. So I. And where were we? Yeah, Island of Giants Insects. I saw the PV for this one. Well. First, I saw the announcement. And I was like, "This is stupid." Then the PV came out, and my God, this looks like some sort of like this is this is like the PV looks like a mix of some sort of campy horror story and a goddamn hentai, and I love that. <laughs> Are they get, is it going to be insect rape like in Seven Seeds? Yes. Yep. There is going to be oh, insect rape on my list. There's a lot of insect <laughs> rape. In- 
Dang, it's just... <laughs> I saw some banners of the manga. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's it, it looks disgusting as hell, but god damn it, this is this this is what I live for, okay? <laughs> the Isle of the best joke was the Isle of Giants uh, insects where they need to find the most horrible thing to ever be created. CG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love those. There's a whole bunch of whole bunch of jokes like that. Just like fucking, they're trapped on an island and they have to survive the most fearsome thing ever: horrible CG. Because I mean, the CG, you know, the CG in six, they're not. It's not great. It, again, it's Studio Passione. Like, what, what do you expect? They're not exactly a top studio. They're mostly known for fucking up shonen series, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I uh, I wonder how I wonder how graphic this OVA will be, and I wonder how that will eventually then affect the later <laughs> the later series that will come out. I don't know they have a very basic art style and character design to them all. <laughs> yeah, Studio Passion. So Passion. They don't have they don't have the biggest they don't have the biggest library of of anime but I wouldn't I wouldn't I I'd say at worst you might get a, an above average show uh, based on their history. Uh, I'm not expecting. I don't, I don't know. I I don't know, man. Like I I'm expecting some classics like Rail Wars and uh, God damn it, I love Rail Wars. And it's yeah. a harem etchy police anime. How could you not love it? <laughs> exactly. I really love the train in train wars. Yep. <laughs> Rail wars is the greatest I'm, anime. I'm for not me. even joking. I I like trains. <laughs> I actually like. No, I, I, dude, I'm with you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that series for everything it's worth. It's just you know. Also, I was with when <laughs> I, I I awoke my. Die fetish, <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Anyway, not important right now. But yeah, so definitely, everyone should look out for giant insect rape. I mean, giant the island of giant insects. The island, the <laughs> island of giant rape. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> almost you just keep that. messing it up by replacing words with rape. It's like the rape of giant insects, the island of giant rapes. Well, rape island be... of giant insects. <laughs> that would that would be interesting to reversal. <laughs> We've come to pay the insect back. <laughs> uh. The rape of giant insects. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> uh. Yeah, maybe that's where they're going with it. <laughs> we'll maybe that's where they're going with it. That's what the TV show later is going to come out and be. <laughs> uh, anyways, you stop. giant insects. You raped my mom. Now I'm here for revenge. <laughs> anyways, now you can you can now move on to your vastly inferior shows you want to talk uh, about. Yes. Oh, of God. Course. Hickey, what's your last one? <laughs> I mean, you say mine is vastly inferior, but it, it's about ass rape. So like, <laughs> you know what? You got a point. Uh, my my it's my. It's about ass rape. It's just a joke, JJ. Don't don't take it seriously. Okay. Um, well, I don't know, man. Yeah, we it, have like three anime coming out this season that actually features insects and rape. <laughs> that's true. This is one is just kappas and rape. Anyway, uh, the the last one of <laughs> the last one I'll talk about is Sarazanmai, by Studio Mappa and Lapping Track. Mm-hmm. Lapping Track never did anything. So you know. Okay, good record. <laughs> just, just for the. But Mappa did a lot. Just for the record. Dun, dun, dun. 
tax evasion. Uh, regardless, uh, the synopsis read, Kazuki Yasaka, a 8th grader living in Asakusa, is turned into a kappa along with his classmates Toy and Enta by a mysterious creature named Cappy. After they break inadvertently a statue of a kappa, the guardian god of the city. They are then ordered by Cappy, who claims to be the first Hei to the throne of the Kappa Kingdom, <laughs> mm-hmm. to fight against Kappa zombies. Go ahead, read the next sentence. To fight against the <laughs> Kappa zombies, bio arms created by his enemy. <laughs> oh, this is so shitty. Uh, if if they want to return to the to the human form in order to kill them, they have to make a specific sound called Sarazan Mai which is produced only when the three of them are united, but the three boys cannot connect at first. <laughs> Hold on, this sounds a little bit... Uh, of, uh, how can I tell it? Prohibited for minors? Okay. Oh, <laughs> In addition, one of the secrets is revealed to each other every time they emit the sound. That sounds... Mm-hmm. That, that sounds how, like, how is that secret emitted? That sounds like Yaoi, doesn't it? <laughs> now that I'm reading sure about does. it... does. They finally accept to take risks to collect the plate of hope given by Cappy when they they defeat the Kappa zombies, and which can make their wishes come true. However, some trouble occurs over the plates. Along, of course, of fighting against the Kappa zombies, uh, their fierce past and inner conflicts keep getting revealed. This is a sarcastic fantasy of three boys who don't feel connected to the important ones, getting to realize the real meaning of bonds. Uh, I believe the original synopsis also say they need to get stuff out of people's asses. Uh, Shirikodama. They need to take the so... Shirikodama of zombies. The Shirikodama is a mythic, is a organ thing that apparently cap, uh, cap, uh, Kappa steal through a person's anus. Yes. So uh... yeah, the the <laughs> anime planet synopsis says, uh, "quote." Kepi forcibly takes the student's Shirokodama, a mythical organ Kappa steel three-person's anus, and they are uh-huh. transformed into Kappa. Uh-huh. And go. they need to connect and bond. And that way. <laughs> you need to connect and bond through the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, had to bring, I had to br- bring the whole insect thing full circle here. Hickey, who is, who is making this wonderful ah, show? Good, good you <laughs> asked, because it's the, old, the one and only Kunihiko Ikohara. My God! Yes. And uh, do you know who is who is in the show as a supporting character? Mamoru Miyano. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he, apparently he's gonna play like this cool cop. So I don't know if you if you, if you know he will be the Mamoru Miyano. <laughs> he will be the Mamoru Miyano. Well, yeah, the the, in the show he will be. The PVs were were very interesting. Like the, the the characters were Looks very colorful. They were very colorful. Colorful. The characters were like in actual uh, uh, spaces, uh, actual spaces in the mm-hmm. in our world, not a two D scenario. So it was quite of interesting. They were jiggle a little bit. There was a little bit of conflict. So I don't know uh, if that's the the <laughs> final rendering of the anime, but that's that's okay. You know, it's it's an Ikuhara work. It's gonna be weird. Uh, it's gonna be very <laughs> philosophical at times. A lot of symbols sure. around, and also uh, not to mention that 
the person behind the music is Hashimoto Yukari, and she did the music for Sangatsu no Lion, Golden Time, Toradora. It's got a strong staff behind a weird-looking yeah. anime. <laughs> she made every single... That's, that's Ikuhara. That's Ikuhara. Ikuhara just... Ikuhara is a weird man. Let's move like that. On a scale of you 1 to 10... you got to his work. On a oh, scale of 1 to him. 10... Like, I respect him a lot. He's talking... He's making a, a, a fucking anime about Kappa's ass raping children. I respect this guy a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> What are the chances that the musical rendition, because you know there's going to be one, <laughs> is going to feature the whole Kappa anus scene? Uh, hi. That way we get to see uh, it I, I'm, more than once. I'm waiting something more like Yuri Kumarashi, <laughs> where it's just like the pet holes and things like that. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they, but there's still music accompanying that just as a, well. Uh, a bunch of roses up here, <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> Roses appear because you know Bara. Uh, it's a the symbology for gay people, <laughs> and then right. <laughs> it's just gonna be so dumb. Holy shit! I cannot wait to watch this. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be the best. Thing. I, I'm not gonna lie; it's on my list as well. <laughs> uh, a couple seasons ago, Ikuhara student got to make a make a show. So obviously, Ikuhara was like, "Well, fuck him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a show. It was really up. <laughs> his his poopo did a, a a show and it was very good, especially with the twist. And Ikuhara's like, "Bitch, this is how you done this. Give me the cup and the ass rape. We're gonna start this shit. And bring me Mamoru Miyano as well. He's important. <laughs> he won't get a main role though, but he'll he'll get to scream a little bit. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be off and awesome at the same time." <laughs> There's a lot of original works uh, coming out this spring, which I think is interesting. Yes. One thing that I, I found interesting, probably because, I don't know, my anime list changed a, a few things. Every single show has such a huge synopsis now. Yeah. That's why you should go to Anime Planet. <laughs> Arguable. Arguable. Just like what I did for my last pick. my my uh, One of my top anime I'm anticipating this year, and I'm not alone because it's quite high. Uh, outside of the uh, the heavy hitters that we'll discuss, um, uh, still below uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, but anyways, is called Fairy Gone by P A Works, a studio that's usually pretty hit or miss with me, but man, they make some interesting looking shows. So. <clears throat> Fairies possess and reside within animals, granting them special powers. By surgically removing and transplanting the organs of a possessed animal into a human, humans can partially summon the fairy and use it as a weapon. So kind of a interesting premise there. Eventually, such individuals were used for war, called fairy soldiers. And after a long war, these soldiers lost their purpose and had to integrate, reintegrate into society. Nine years after the end of the war, Maria is a fresh recruit of Dorothea, an organization dedicated to the investigation and suppression of fairy-related crimes and incidents. Even in peacetime, the government is still unstable after the war, many criminals still have lingering wounds from the previous conflict, and there are terrorist groups bent on revenge. So, uh, crime drama based on, you know, a previous war, that's what it seems like to me. It, uh, it, it, 
I think what I'm hoping is it's episodic, but has kind of multi-part episodes to it all, which will keep me invested and interested in just the events unraveling through the story, and as I learn about the world and the uh, the past war in general. So maybe some flashbacks between behind each enemy they encounter, uh, you know, and go through some emotional ups and downs through it all. So uh, that's why this this uh, has my attention here. It is directed by Kenichi Suzuki, whom has done JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Guys and Drifters, and sells at work. Mm. Yeah, see, I just have one problem with Fairy Gone, really, and okay. that is that it's a uh, PA Works original, and uh, okay. if you know anything about PA Works originals, at least the last two. They're not very good. Serious Diego was Serious Diego was not good, and the colorblind thing, colorblind girl, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, to each his own. I kind of like Serious Diego. It had its it had its flaws, but it was uh, I, it was I, an I easy thought to watch. So. I thought Serious Diego was just downright bad. Oh, boo! the cool. was bad. I just Yes, that was. That was bad. <laughs> so I just... also it was like the one prior to those. Yeah, yeah, that, that too. Like, if I get a cool I... little action show, I, I know I understand I you. I'll, I think I'll be pretty I'm happy. also, I'm yeah. also <laughs> hoping this is good. Tori's trying to seriously shut me down every single time I talk about yeah. Fairy Gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't be excited. I'm gonna watch, but I can't be excited for it because I'm just. I'm just sitting there, I'm like, it, it's PA Works. And PA Works, I, when was the last time I fucking watched a PA Works original that was good? I remember. <laughs> I like Sakura Quest. Uma Musume was a PA Works show. <laughs> uh, that, that's not, not original. Uh, I mean, it, it technically is because, you know, the, the original the, the original source never came out. So Yeah, but that's <laughs> so it's not original. Far, so far, is kind of an original. Uh... Nah. Yeah, I mean, it's been the last original show I really, really enjoyed. Probably Shirobako. Yeah, that sounds that's about one. right. That does sound about right for me as well. I don't think they did anything since. Was Shimatsu uh, Toshi an original? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look that up right quick. Because then that means I picked three originals. No, it's based on a mobile game. Damn close. <laughs> yeah, uh... So, anyways. Uh... Whoa. Yes. Got some uh, got something going, da- going down behind you. Hickey, they found you. <laughs> yeah. They sure did. Okay. So, uh, obvious, the obvious hype ones of the season uh, is uh, something that none of us will probably be watching. That's Boongo Stray Dogs' third season. Nope, I will be watching that. You won't be? No, I will be. You I will can... be? Yes. Oh. Boongo Stray Dogs is good. Yes, I... Oh, I didn't... <laughs> I also will be. I didn't, I didn't care for how, how the first season started. I didn't... I, I love it. Be... I love the fuck. I love the stupidity. Fucking characters based on real-world authors with powers based on their books. Fucking sign me up. <laughs> I also will watch it. <laughs> the third season. Oh, well, okay, it's just me then. The Shonen Whore is the only one not watching it. 
All right. Well, then you guys are are continuing Boongo Stray Dogs. Uh, is anyone going to watch Isekai Quartet? I will yep. because I just want to see okay. Cosmo being a dick to everyone every opportunity I can. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So One Punch Man Season 2 is finally coming. Yes. One Punch! Yeah, and it's looking awful. Not yeah, not, not excited about it. <laughs> yeah, this time it's by JC staff, so, you know, fingers crossed. I, I I can't like the PVs. It's like even the latest PV. They still have barely shown any animation, and that is not a good sign. They're just <laughs> they're just trying to fool you. It's a good twist when the show comes out. On I hope April. so, but I don't okay. think so. All right, uh, Attack on Titan uh, Attack on Titan season three part two. <laughs> you know that thing I was w- supposed to continue last year. I really <laughs> wish. I I just really really wish that people would stop doing this. Just. Just call it what it is. It's season four. Like, stop. Yeah. There's no need to no, complicate the seasonal disagree. process. I don't disagree with you, Tori. All right. Uh, the remake of Fruits Basket. Yeah. I think, I think I'll be watching that. Yeah. The PV, which, of which got my newest video that's coming out on Monday. Struck yeah. down. <laughs> and where can we find that? Uh, you can find it on my YouTube at the Anime Top Scholar. On Monday, when it comes out. There you go, guys. And then, uh, the two Netflix shows, which I'm really hyped for. Uh, one, we had a... Hickey and I had a Manga Manwa checkout on, and I believe Bra- that was the one Brains the Trash Panda was here. It was It's Seven Seeds coming. And then, uh, Ultraman is coming back. Yeah. Hickey? Yes. Are we pumped? Are we pumped? Course, I'm I pretty mean, pumped. <laughs> kind of. Technically, it's... The it's the adaptation of the new Ultraman manga, which looks really cool. Like the 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 armor and shit. Also, it's full CG, so you know. But I'm very excited. I really like Ultraman. I'm the type of guy who just when I'm around them, my house alone, I just go into Ultraman poses <laughs> because I find them <laughs> really really cool. Ultraman's uh. pretty pretty cool. He's um, yeah, it's a. It's supposed to come out on April 1st on Netflix. I wonder if that includes outside of Japan. <laughs> probably, probably. Or it all drops, or it'll be seasonal. Well, you know, well, fingers crossed. Uh, seven I mean, seasons slated Netflix. for June, so. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to be trying a new uh, new streaming service this season. Do tell. Uh, basically, I was recently made aware of a uh, uh, French... Uh, Streaming service owned by Aniplex called uh-huh. Wakanim, and uh, they, uh, yeah, they also apparently that was a big deal that I apparently missed out when they were expanding into uh, Scandinavian th- uh, territories and whatnot for streaming. So uh, I will be trying their service out this this season to see. They don't have the biggest library, and it seems like they're only going to be streaming two things from this season. But on the bright side, they also have movies and stuff like that. Or, by movies, I mean they have uh, Kisu Monogatari and Heaven's Field. <laughs> oh! Well, I mean, they have Heaven's well, Field. my attention. Uh, but yeah, talking about, so, yeah, talking about movies, there's also a few OVAs and movies that will come out, and they look very interesting. We're gonna get the Beam Bandit special OVA. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's back, baby! <laughs> we have Senkoro 2 in June... Yes! Uh, we have a premiere on May, which is the Trigger uh, original movie. 
we got let's see which more i guess the last one really is kaiju no kodomo on june and loop on the third mini fujiko no uso at yes uh, takashi koike Lupin, give it to me there's, there's <laughs> a lot of movies coming out we, yeah so we better um we better it might be good to have a to- like a movie topic in general over any any of these movies coming out, so let's let's mark them down. I'd be interested. Sure. Depends how quick we can get our hands on them, though. Grosenpons sure. is das final part two. Yes. Six months after a release or something like that. Yeah, there's still four parts to go, and it will go, it will finish into twenty twenty five. Second film in six parts. Jesus. It's like it, the the last part will come out in like twenty twenty five or something like that. They're really stretching. Oh <laughs> You're really stretching right. the IP. <laughs> well, let me play the drop, and we can move on to our final segment. Hey, dude, you into anime, manga, and all that radical stuff? Oh uh, yeah, man, it's tubular. Then you should totally check out the. This transmission has been hacked. If you want discussions, debate, reviews, and all in between, you must listen to the Anime Radicals Network at www.animeradicals.com. There's timely reviews, revolutions, mecha, and much more. Find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all podcast catchers. The Anime Radicals Network. The revolution will be simulcast. It's an invitation to my birthday tomorrow. I I hope you'll be able to make it to the party. I'll kill you. Alrighty, I was very Gundam Wing happy with the drops today. <laughs> sure, I could tell. Isn't Gundam Wing yeah, bad? Yeah, of course. You take that back, Hickey. Don't even bring such a thing up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking. Usually, you know, the only person I know. Who... Uh, it's it's goo it's goofy it's goofy and corny. Um, my nostalgia glasses do get the best of me. It's it's. Okay, I guess. Oh, all right, all right. I don't. I don't want to shatter your glasses. All right, just don't, yeah, don't shatter. Don't shatter my glasses with Gundam Wing. Yeah. I, I already. I'm already self-aware of a lot of things with the show. Yeah. it was just an innocent <laughs> question. I didn't want to shatter anything. Uh, all right, so we're reviewing Golgo Thirteen, The Professional. Studio TMS Entertainment that brought us Lupin, Space Cobra, Akira, etc., etc. Director, you'll never guess. Tori, who is this guy? No one's ever heard of him before. Uh, see, this is the man who uh, is very famously known for his work on the Clanad movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which he actually did, did direct. Uh, it's Osamu Dasaki, you know. The, the guy who was kind of a big deal director back in the 70s and 80s. And You might have heard of him. He might have worked in a couple of things like Space Cobra... Ashtano Joe, you know, some, no, yeah, some some no name shows really like I don't know. Black I, I believe that. of the, I, I believe of his um, portfolio. This is the like the seventh anime we've reviewed by him, or or in some form of fashion he was involved in. <laughs> yep, so, so like I said, not re- really not not important at all. And it's not even on purpose either. It's just who's this direct? Oh my god, it's Dazaki again! Crap, <laughs> we can't get rid of this guy. But there's a reason for it because he's quite good at his job. Uh, I put sound director here, but that's not right. 
I forgot to delete that. Anyways, uh, release, uh, Golgo 13, the professional released in 1983. It's a 90 minute movie. And uh, Golgo 13 also spawned a sequel OVA called Queen Bee and even a 50 episode TV series that came out as early as 2008. So, summary from Anime Planet. What is Golgo 13? Well, here it is. Golgo 13 is the code name for one of the world's most deadly hitmen, a man whose identity is unknown and sought after. After a routine hit on the son of a wealthy oil tycoon and a shadowy figure known as Dr. Zed, Golgo 13 soon finds himself on the other side of the gun barrel, being pursued by a mysterious organization whose deadly plans involve killing the man himself. With little time and lots of ammo, Golgo 13 must pursue his would-be killers while simultaneously trying his best way to, to stay alive. And just a fun fact right out there, it is also the first animated film to incorporate CGI animation. Oh, we will get there. (laughs) It's it's the beginning of the end. It's beautiful. Oh my god. The integration of CGI that that started with GoGo13 led us to something like the Chica Dance this season. So, So let's save those... Further thoughts to later. Uh, so I got like a breakdown kind of of um, what matters in the show. So I'm more curious, was the opening sequence a good introduction for the movie? And what I mean by this is like the sniper shot offshore, uh, killing the kid on the boat, uh, followed by the, well, let's face it, James Bond intro mu- movie, uh, intro music sequence. Yeah, I like it. Yes. That's the talk. I mean, it's... Oh, Google 13 is just great. (laughs) 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 It also, it it has a very, not old James Bond, but like new James Bond feeling uh, to to Mm. it. Mm. Like, going around, uh, gunning people, uh, having sex with wonderful woman you know just a little bit of gadgets but not nothing extraordinary usually just a very fast car and a highly modified gun very interesting bless you yes thank you uh i really liked the intro sequence because it didn't totally give it away that the enemy gunning for uh, Gogo 13 was going to be related to his initial hit. I thought it was just an overarching plot of the CIA or whomever just wanting to finally kill this assassin. So, um, I did think about it, but it wasn't totally obvious, which I kind of uh, enjoyed. It, ma- it made the, the reveal just a bit better. Um even though it was hinted at first. I thought that was cool. The uh, the the whole James Bond intro was spot on. I loved it. It just showed how badass GoGo13 is as an assassin right away and how he just goes about his business, does his job, and moves on. He doesn't give a shit, right? <laughs> no, never. Doesn't feel anything. Never gives a shit. <laughs> uh, you know, hold that thought for a second because uh, we'll, we'll definitely get there in like 
two sentences. Yeah, okay. You um, want me to you hold but, off yeah, talking let's, about his massive cock as well? Yeah, Which let's one? let's talk about the character of Duke Togo, aka Gogo Thirteen. He has a massive cock. Uh, so here, here are his. Tr- well, I mean, that's what they in- infer for sure. He is an unstoppable top top notch assassin for hire. He has lots of meaningless sex in which he does basically nothing. I don't know what he you're has- talking about. It's so meaningful. <laughs> he has basically one expression that never changes, except for a slight eyebrow twinge. That's right. And he almost never speaks. <laughs> and I, I, I. Paid attention to this a little bit because it got so bad. It got no, not bad, but just obvious. It takes him nearly twenty minutes to say more than one sentence in the entire movie. You know what they say: actions speak louder than words. Actions do speak louder than words. <laughs> and he story. is all action. <laughs> so, on a scale of badassery, where does Duke rank? Let's go one Oof. to ten scale here. Or you can compare him to other badass people. I would say he's a seven. He could be a name. Just a seven? Or a nine. But I don't know why they, he keep, you know, having meaningless sex <laughs> with people. <laughs> he's just... Because he's he, good at it. He's Stop. not good at it. He's just... He just lays <laughs> no, he... there like a fucking inflatable Hickey. doll. And Hickey, did you see the, the women point. he was with? Did you see <laughs> how well, how they enjoy themselves? Of course he's good at it. <laughs> he doesn't do anything, but he doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, like I don't know. I, I'd put him. I'd, I'd put him at an eight. Honestly, like he is, he is badass. Like he fits. He fits every badass mold, and it's just like, he kills people not because he wants to, because he can, because he has to. It's his job, man. Like he just goes about doing stuff, and people come to kill him, and he's just like, yeah, sure. What, like fucking leave me alone. I just want to live my life. Like fuck off. And then he mur- murders some people, and then they explode his car, and he walks out of a sea of flame with his, his gun <laughs> at the ready, like, just with, whatever. With Sun still wearing sunglasses, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he wears sunglasses <laughs> at night, motherfucker. <laughs> this is also something that, on the scale of bad, badassness, he is a little bit lower, is because he was protected by the plot armor so hard, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that is very true um yeah i even wrote down some uh, ridiculous scenes we'll get to later so i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you brought that up uh i don't think he's more badass than say uh kenshiro from fist of the north star no, is he more badass than space I, cobra I think, no i don't think so. i don't no. think so either cobra's got cobra's got the gun man he got he got the he personality got the he got the gun he has a personality on top of it <laughs> when he has sex, it actually do something. <laughs> he actually, it actually means something. <laughs> it actually, actually means something. He's not like calculating his taxes while someone rides his dick. So, you know, I believe he's yeah, more. Famous. Yeah, one of the yeah. Oh my god, one of the opening sequence during that James Bond opening sequence. He's just lying there stone-faced as hickey i love the whole doing your taxes oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> look, when, when that, i was i was thinking <laughs> that one shot with the with the light <laughs> hitting his face <laughs> and he's just like stone cold i was like holy shit this guy died <laughs> like he's not even trying heaven. his just arms are to the side he's looking at the ceiling just going like did i leave the stove on <laughs> He doesn't need to do anything. If he moved, the women would die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on the scale of pleasure. He like the women just could not 
handle it. They're, look at look what they're doing when he's not doing anything. Uh, nah, <laughs> like I don't know. He... See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, Cobra, he has sex for himself. Golgo, he just has sex to please the women because he doesn't he doesn't care for it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't feel anything. But he knows the women does. So he's like, this is this is for you. <laughs> this isn't for me. <laughs> So, Tori, did you read the manga or the TV, or watch the TV show or anything for that to be an actual explanation? Or no, 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 I'm, I'm making that up. I'm just okay. fucking making that up. <laughs> uh, but I would, I would like it if that was, if, if that was the case. That would be nice. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would have liked some explanation to why he acts that way. Some explanation to why he has so much goddamn sex when like, he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, why does he have sex when he doesn't like give a shit about Pull it? Pull my know, trigger kind of once, slowly and gently. And I was like, I, when, when that came out, I was like, he doesn't do anything. How is gonna? How, how do you want him to pull your trigger if the only thing he does is lay there and say, "Now, cock, get erect." This is the only thing I think, he does. He doesn't pull anyone. I think with Rita, that was the only girl that he actually. Moved <laughs> and went into doggy style. <laughs> oh, I think oh. she was the only one. <laughs> the only one who such a gentleman, such a gentleman. Yeah, and he tries to pay her afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. And she's like, "I'm not that kind of girl." He's like, "No, I'm just really a fan of your work. You do good stuff." <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, he, okay, he is talk- good save, I guess. <laughs> he is talking about her weapons. Uh, and whatnot, yeah, in the car. Yeah. yeah. Please. In the car. But it yeah. was uh, good. Not, not, that, not at all the sex. Because he couldn't well, care obviously about it that. can't be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now I pose the question, should there have been more sex in the movie? <laughs> I mean, no. shouldn't there always? <laughs> I think the amount of sex there was in the movie was good. Especially because it was... Although the animation was very good, uh, no erotic anything intended. It was just really good animation, uh, motion animation. <laughs> Especially for a Japanese guy who probably doesn't do a lot of that. Uh, they nailed it. <laughs> but as Hickey, are you are you saying he only acts that way because he's Japanese? <laughs> Look, I was talking about the animators, not about Gogo. Ah, yes. okay. Not not Gogo's sex positions. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point is, just like we we're saying, uh, joking, it's meaningless. It's like two, three minutes of animation that is nothing is really happening. And if we had more of that, it, it would just this a bunch of blank states. Uh, bunch of uh, blank spaces in the movie just like every time Gogo is protected by plot armor he's he's wounded and then he's just like one time he's in the Amazon recovering because no one will give a shit if you are in the Amazon I can tell that much uh, <laughs> you speak from personal experience uh, by personal experience if you wanna you know uh, just disappear go to the Amazon no one will bother you there but then, like, it's just that. It it will be just meaningless. It will be just pieces of animation that could be used by some action scene, some dialogue, which is also hard in this movie because he doesn't say anything. Because <laughs> there isn't any. <laughs> they just talk at him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of explanation, you know, more action. It will be just 
meaningless sex. <laughs> so no, I believe the the amount of, the amount of sex we had in the movie was already good. Yeah, there was four set. There's four sex scenes in the movie in total. See, uh, a very uncomfortable fourth one, which um, it definitely set the scene for how crazy the villains are in this movie, <laughs> uh, and how how satisfying it was to see see them meet their ultimate fate i think or do you think do, do you think the um the rape scene was going too far no i don't believe it was going too far <laughs> and arrest him no <laughs> uh like i mean obviously there is obviously there's always a problem uh you know Depicting rape, depicting rape and whatnot is like what's mm-hmm. what's going too far, what's not going too far. Uh, it is oft I do agree that people when people say it's often used as like you know the instant evil is like well he raped her obviously it's bad like I hate that I hate him now and I I do agree to a, to an extent but it is I don't know it's not exactly like I for me I, for me I look more as so like does it fit with the rest of the of the show it's like is it in line with what they're doing and yeah. I mean, we're already looking at a bunch of criminals doing a bunch of criminal shit anyways. Why shouldn't rape be on the table? <laughs> They've done much worse than that, technically. Oh, oh you're, you're definitely not wrong, Tori. Uh, I, I thought it brought even more character to that particular assassin, uh, personally. Because mm. they kind of hinted that that's how, he, that's how he rolls. And you're just like, uh, I don't know. And then he finally goes through. He's, he goes, "I will do the job if you give me the girl." And the um, the father like calls him a monster, and then gives it to him, gives her to him anyways. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa! I can't wait to see this dude die by Duke Togo." <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first thought when I when I when I saw that scene. I was uncomfortable. I was mad, and I couldn't wait to see him die. So if that was the goal. It it was a slam dunk, right? So it definitely fit. I think it fit the movie. Yeah. Imagine if he lived. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, I think one of my bigger problems in the movie was the fact that we know basically nothing about Duke or his team in general. We just get these this quick little introduction and then the movie just goes through the motions. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an action movie at the end of the day. I was definitely entertained. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, I just, I just wish there was more, more to it. So maybe in the TV show, I'll get a lot more of that, which would be, which in hindsight, you know, 83 to fucking 2008, that's a long gap to get what you want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I've I, read I've read the manga, and I think they explain likely who he's like. Like I said, I know he's Japanese because they mention it in right in the manga. Uh, they mentioned the movie too. Uh, the um, yeah. I think the, the 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 woman who like runs the mob. She she goes, I've never had a Japanese man before, or met one, or whatever. Yep. <laughs> That is correct. Damn, she never met a yeah, There are there are uh, hints there, damn, and there she's but it is, fine. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't. The problem I have is just like, kind of the uh, the way Golgo is, the way Golgo thirteen is, the way the movie is. It's like it's fine for what it is because it is ultimate at the end of the day. Just like you know, uh, 
an action movie and turn off your brain. Like I, I feel like if it tries to, if it tries to start like explaining and giving reason to everything, I feel like it stops being Golgo and tries to be something else, right? Because I don't to put like to put it as bad as rudely as possible. I don't think Golgo is a good story, and I don't think it could be a good story. No way. I think it would be a very lame story. <laughs> But it is goddamn badass, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it does wonders as an as just a dumb action movie. Yes, yes, it's it's a very simple story. It's the cases of the assassin man. Uh, I think in the manga they they say something about he he was strained, and then like they kind of mess up with his with his head using drugs, something like that. If I remember correctly, that's why he's like that. Hmm. He was just like kind oh. of brainwashed. Duke is? Yes. Okay. That's why like, yeah, he doesn't I, have I mean, any emotions and things like that. It's because they brainwashed him to be like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it could have been a simple sentence with one of his team members. Because one of his team members uh, that takes him to the Amazon, he, he <laughs> there's a funny scene where uh, Duke goes off to like Miami to heal or goes off in the Amazon to heal or whatever it might be. And then he, <laughs> as he's looking at Duke go off in the distance. He goes, "That man's scared." <laughs> I've never seen yep. him scared before. <laughs> I was like, "He didn't look like anything." <laughs> he just went off on the boat. <laughs> his eyebrow. He's like, "I'll see you in two weeks." <laughs> his eyebrow twitched. He's like, "Oh my god." His eyebrow twitched a little bit. Oh man, that dude's scared. That's very scared. <laughs> uh, that's right. The Brazilians can that's can smell right. the fear. <laughs> but I really like. I really liked uh, Duke. Duke's team that he that he had, who he interacts with, who gives him the jobs, who makes the weapons. Uh, Rita was awesome; she was my favorite easily. Um, and the and the and the, even even the guys that that helps him out get information. Uh, they were immediately established characters, and they served a very. I think it was a little too quick purpose, but it was a ninety minute movie. Mm. But. It, each scene with them definitely hit harder than the last, you know. And then they promptly got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of the team that surrounded Duke? I don't. I don't know why that stood out to me so much in the movie. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I, they're pretty fairly basic. They do. They they are there to do their job, and they do their job, and then they they get they, they get rid of them. Like, <laughs> kind of. Again, kind of that typical action action movie thing. It's like you're, you you serve your once you've served your purpose, you're gone. So just <laughs> yeah. might as well just fucking kill him off. <laughs> yeah, the movie does have balls. It's for sure. So does Duke. <laughs> so Duke. Duke does have balls. Massive and balls. And massive penis. <laughs> and massive penis. <laughs> massive balls to match his massive penis. But yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> the team are just tools. They are like script tools. Uh, they're there for their job. They do their job well, and then they just, like Toddy said, they're just killed off. Uh, that that is a trend in this movie. the The second job, like they, he gets with the with the priest, the guy's like, this, you know, my family is is a mafia family, and uh, everyone is dying because of that. Now I want you to kill the the survivors so everything can end. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna do that. And the priest just gets a vault. And shoots himself in the in the head. 
you know, he he he's, his only purpose was to set the the plot in motion, and then he he kills himself. Um, yep. So it, well, that that one made a lot of sense to me. Um, yes, but you know, it, it, nothing it, seemed convoluted in this movie at all, which was quite no, refreshing. No. By by the contrary, it's a very simple story, and it's very hard to be convoluted when your story is simple. That's why you should yeah. always get it. You should always think, and you should always thrive to get simple stories. And this show is very simple. The most of the characters they're just uh, there for a sole purpose. Uh, that's why you have ma- uh, major characters. You have a lot of characters as well in the in the bad side as well. You know, you have the the big bad guy, which is the the which which is the president of the company. You have the CIA, the corrupted CIA agent, the I think it's CIA, NSA, and FBI uh, head uh, commanders. They're just corrupted. Yeah. Uh, they were bribed to, to to try to kill Gogo Thirteen. So yeah. Hmm. So speaking of villains, uh, there's three in particular uh, that stand out besides the corrupted american government doing the bidding for an oil tycoon which is quite funny <laughs> uh the assassin snake whom we mentioned earlier uh not naming but he was he was the, the assassin sent by i believe the cia who the cia recruited to kill gogo 13 uh he's got no teeth he's tall and lanky he slithers he makes even little hissing sounds he's got creepy yellow eyes like a snake would would have and he rapes he wants to rape women uh-huh. that's, uh, that's his mo so what did we think about him because i hated this dude i couldn't wait to see him die yeah i mean for a while he is kind of just establishes this like you know dangerous guy who no one really seems to be able to control at all mm-hmm. and then he just goes out of his way to to rape someone and then He's kind of like, yeah, this man's a bad man. <laughs> it's like, no shit. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting because he is he is obviously established as somebody who's like even even Golgo's gonna have a hard time with him just because of how fucking how fucked up he is. And uh, yeah, yeah, I thought right. it was <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good that um, when uh, the CIA, I think yeah. When they first attacked Golgo, they managed to injure him. And then when yes. Snake's introduced, he just kills them all easily in two seconds. Mm. So that he immediately established kind of the pyramid of strength. So you knew he was going to be a big deal when they faced off against each other, which I thought was mm. cool. Yeah, and the face-off, the, the final battle was in the elevator was really, really good. That was cool. I really, I really liked it. I was anticipating for a long time those two finally duking it out. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so, what do we think of the other, the other villain, um, uh, twins, uh, gold and silver? They were the ones that survived the free for all jungle battle. To the yeah, death. they were cool. very underplayed by the plot armor. <laughs> That's all I have to say, seriously. Uh, because, you know, yeah. the first one, Gogo fights is a snake. And it's a big battle. 
you know, Gogo gets uh, stabbed. Uh, he's bleeding. He's, you know, all fucked up. And then he encounters gold and silver, which are like this. They are so crazy that <laughs> if they see you as a enemy, they will just kill you. <laughs> they will always try to kill you, no matter what happens. And you know how they are introduced is like no, there's you, you. We cannot get those guys because they are very dangerous. They are like way too dangerous and way more powerful than Snake. We cannot contact these guys. And you know the president, the guy, he says, "I want him. I want them. That's all I want. I don't care about the money. I want them to kill uh, Duke or Gogo." When it actually comes to the battle. <laughs> Gogo shoots them a few times, then, you know, you have a little fist cuffs. Then Gogo just killed them really, really easily. And like, yeah, well, it didn't make sense to me. Those guys should annihilate a wounded man, by my understanding. But it didn't happen. They just got, they just got killed off very easily. So, yeah, very underplayed by the plot armor. I think, they weren't I think, in the uh, Amazon, therefore they were at a disadvantage. Yeah, well. I don't know. I, think, that, I, I, think, I don't uh, like I, them. You like them or you didn't? No, I don't like them, personally. No. I thought it was kind of, I thought the whole, like, you know, uh, survival game, survivors thing, that's kind of like, all right, it was a bit too cheesy for me. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> then when they, then when they finally just bit it and it's just like, oh, okay, sure, I guess. I guess they weren't all that they were cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah, so there were there were, there should have been a couple ways to go about this. Either you introduce them much earlier in the story, you know, kind of like what they did with Snake, mm. or uh, you have them fight Golgo first before Snake. Mm. And I think that would have been a better way to go about yes. it rather than I mean, afterwards. The problem the problem with those villains is that. All three of them are very powerful. And you cannot, you know, have a fight. You cannot have Gogo fighting one or uh, without underplaying the other two. Because they are all very powerful. Gogo has the first encounter and it's going to be, of course, the the most uh, life, and, life and death situation he can get. Then the other ones will just be underplayed. So if, mm. if he fought gold and silver first, snake would be underplayed, you know, because... You think so? Yes. Because with how the snake scene went down, I don't think it would have been. I think so. It, it will be... <laughs> they would be underplayed because Gogo would eventually get wounded by one of them because, you know, they are very good. Uh, may, probably major wounds, just like getting stabbed in the abdomen. Uh <laughs> I suppose you're you know, right. And, and yeah, then he, he'll, be, he'll be tired and wounded and he'll still like, just kill them in two minutes. <laughs> just shoot the guy and then just punch him a little times and it's done. Oh, he, he stabbed me again. Oh, well. <laughs> you know. It, it, oh, well, it's just my abs. <laughs> it, it's just a flesh wound. Just my abs. I'll just work out some more. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I, don't, I, don't, I think they are very powerful. They would either have to make Snake a little bit less less threatful and powerful, uh, still underplaying him. <laughs> so you know, it's it's kind of hard. We shouldn't get uh, all villains being very powerful because when it comes to those confrontations, especially in sequence like we like they did in in the 
in the movie, someone will get on the plate. Right. It's basically like, you know, it's the sort of thing. It would have made more sense if this was like, you know, the villains he would face throughout the course of the movie. Like, he would have faced uh, Gold and Silver way earlier in the movie, for example. And taking care of them then, then, then you can spread it out. And then it's not quite that bad, but still. When it just becomes like you have like, oh, it's like you have other shows as well that does this, you know. It's the even the reverse, like the Shona thing you see, the way you have to fight your way through all the weaklings, all the way up until the, all the way up until the bad guy, and just like continuously right. fighting, continuously getting hurt, continuously getting getting injured, just getting in a worse and worse state until you have to fight the final bad guy, who is the most the strongest of them all, and they still win. It's like, was he really that strong? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. And then you look back, and it's like, well, the weakling in the first floor. <laughs> looked way more powerful than the, the big bad guy, you know. Yeah. So, what did we think of the big uh, climactic villain Leonard Dawson, the oil tech tycoon, the father of the uh, the son he initially killed in that opening sequence? Yeah. No, I I like him. He is uh, he's decent enough. He is the obviously just a big. The big guy pulling the strings behind the scenes, and you know, he's, yeah, he's just the rich, rich guy, all rich off. guy who for some reason can fucking blackmail literally anyone and everyone into doing his bidding. So that's cool, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's, it's it's fine. Although you know, jumps out the window, and yeah, that, that, that so happened. he jumps I'm... out the window. The gogo is like, nah, bitch, you're not killing yourself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love I that. Did, I, I love like that. that. I'm not giving it's you the satisfaction. Like... <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Let's see what falls quicker, you or my bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, gravity has something to say about that. Anyways, <laughs> so Leonard Dawson, uh, the anticipation of like who was behind his son's death. I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking Leonard Dawson killed his own son. Like he was the one that hired him, because he didn't want to. He didn't want to give up his own empire to his kid. Uh, yeah. And then he and went a little crazy. That's that's what I was thinking throughout the whole movie. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like there's no reason to kill the son. Did you guys think his son committed suicide at any point? If he did, that was fucking elaborate, elaborate as So no, not really. Well, his son did commit suicide. Well, no, I know, but that's what I mean. Like it was such an elaborate ruse that it's like suicide was not in my thoughts when I saw it. It's just like when that came up, that was just like, oh, really? Like that is that is one fucking elaborate ruse to commit suicide. But all right. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really care for it too much. I thought. I. I, I thought what was in my head with uh, either the wife killed him or Leonard Dawson killed, uh, like hired Golgo. Um, maybe it was the secret CIA plot to try and get rid of Dawson instead, or you know whatever it might be. Um, so that was, yeah that that last little last little two tidbits with Gold and Silver and and the Dawson reveal. I didn't totally hate it. It was just very underwhelming. It's kind of like your uh, girl who leapt through time reaction to the twist. Hmm. Yeah. 
Anybody else have any thoughts? It was an elaborate ruse. <laughs> it was an elaborate ruse. All right. So some ridiculous scenes. I wrote down kind of a top four here. I don't know if you have uh, have any more to add, but I'll just go through a couple of them. Through the multiple building sniper shot. <laughs> I, I, that is that is just beautiful, though. I, lo- I love shit like that. Like, it's so dope. I I mean, we got him surrounded. The, We've picked all of the possible buildings the where he can take this in, guy in out. The manga, it Forget is, that it one is but, more back ridiculous there. than that. <laughs> Of course it is. Like in the manga, like he he needs to kill the guy who's in the building, uh. But and the police is like the police knows he's gonna kill the guy, so they're like, all right, he can kill the guy from this building, this building, or that building. And they're you know, um, uh, they're watching those buildings. The guy gets shot and dies. And like, how did Gogo kill this guy? And then, like, if they found Gogo in like two, uh, two blocks away, and the the main police guy's like, this motherfucker shot the shot the shot the gun, the projectile used a airstream to make a kind of a curve through two blocks <laughs> and killed and killed the guy in the other end. And you know the police is like, should we arrest him? And <laughs> the the police officer is like, no, that the, the shot is impossible. I, I I don't have any explanation to how he killed that guy. It's just like, <laughs> and I saw this is like, oh, the the also one that played <laughs> in the in the movie. <laughs> I mean, at least at least their version is a little bit more. A little bit more realistic. Yes, it but could we, theoretically we're talking, work. We're talking about Gogo Gogo Thirteen, you know. No, I know, I know, gun, I know. Gun smoke, fast cars, and aesthetics, just like everything in the eighties. <laughs> I know. I, I would have liked them to kept that. <laughs> just like this All is right. the best description of uh, this this movie, by the way. Gun smoke, fast cars. No, gun smoke, yeah. sexy woman, and aesthetics. Oh, God, those women were sexy. <laughs> uh, Gogo getting straight up stabbed in the heart and just walking away <laughs> and healing in a couple weeks. He doesn't have a heart. <laughs> Tori, I think we should move on immediately. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting a man in a major international airport and simply walking away. <laughs> I love it. those literal. Not even just shooting a man. Fucking. Literal gunfight there, and then people are just like, "Huh? He killed? What? Huh? He killed the, What's going on? He, he killed the fucking president, <laughs> and then and yeah. then he goes off in a fucking little Cessna. <laughs> it's like, dude, that scene is great. the The animation of the the bullet impact is also really good. That scene, yes, <laughs> I yes. love it. He just in the little Cessna shoots the guy wearing sunglasses, and then just flies off with a vertical takeoff with a, with a Cessna. It's great. <laughs> the CG helicopter scene at Dawson Tower at 1 hour, 17 minutes, 32 seconds. I, it, it, that it, one, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a Bell AH-1 Cobra attack helicopter. A bunch of them. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I, you could say that. To me, it looked like early 3DO slash Sega CD graphics yeah, coming at of me. Of course, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the model of the helicopter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Google 13 is so sexy that it doesn't it doesn't matter your gender. Man, you know, woman, I- attack helicopter, everyone. <laughs> 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 Alright, that's where you're going at. Yeah. No, I... 
but when I when I saw that, I mean, I I already knew about the scene before going in, so it's not like I was taken aback by it. But like, I just man, what I wouldn't give to just be there when that movie came out and people saw that for the first time. I want to know how people reacted to that. I you know I am right in that boat because <laughs> I know how... I was straight taken aback during that scene. I just all of us I was just waiting for the CG thing and. You know, I've I've seen the the early Yamato kind of CG going on, um, but not full CG. And this went full CG. This was, you had your amazing, uh, you know, still art shots in uh, signal how awesome some some things happened. Um, the uh, postcard memories, the yeah, uh, the, the Saki signature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all those things are just awesome. Uh, great character artwork, and then. And then just seemingly out of nowhere, in the middle, in the middle of the climax, just bang! Attack helicopters coming at you Lego style. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh no, he's being attacked by bad CG. Like, no <laughs> joke, he was. No, it's not. Bad. No, no, it's not that, bad. That, that, that brings new meaning to the. I, I that's, believe... Oh no, he's being attacked by the first CG. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is bad CG. It's just. There wasn't. There wasn't really anything else at the time. There wasn't. He. So you at can't the time, it, it was to, uh... to be bad. <laughs> you have nothing to compare it to to be That's bad. Doesn't, no, that does not make it bad. God damn. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where you look at that and you're just like, why didn't you just draw the fucking helicopters? Hell, fuck. Get your get your somebody. I'm sure someone has a kid. Get your fucking three year old son to draw it. It's fucking <laughs> stick figure chopper. It'd be fine. It wouldn't look any more out of place. <laughs> no, no. It is very. It is very. It's a very interesting choice, to say the least. It is. I mean, I try to. I, see, mean, I try to see the, the good sides because, like, it's for it's, it's for sure it's, like it's an experiment first, to see if they could do yeah, it. It's one of the first, not if not the first time CGI was integ- integrated in you know normal anime. Oh, absolutely. But it was for a scene. It's not like we see today where the CGI is integrated in everything. You have the CG yeah, mob. Yeah, like you every have, action scene, yeah, every robot. Every yeah, robot. Yeah, yeah, I you feel you have, usually, sometimes the background is CG models. Uh, we talked about Shirobako. Shirobako did that. Almost everything in the scene was CG. Uh, but people don't realize it. It's, uh, because there's a few psychological tricks they use to trick you to think that it's actual uh drawings mm-hmm. and yeah, i mean you see you see it now as well the most popular thing that a lot of shows do now is they will like background characters will be cg yes, model yes, and then the, they're like the, they're like, the they're like 2d draw over it the cg yeah, but they're like 2d draw over it so that it looks it it looks 2d ish but you can the way they move you can see yes, that yes. no that's a cg model you know when <laughs> when we see cg today we see like when we we talk about inter- integrating cg the modern anime, you you understand that the part of integrating is very highlighted. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the Chika Dance, which is which was the the third ending for Kaguya Sama, Love Is War, where the mm-hmm. the, the character is CG. It's a yeah, yeah, rotoscope. It's it's not rotoscoped. No, it is rotoscope. You, you cannot fight your I way out of this. I don't one. call that. No, I, I understand what you're saying. It's not. I, I, it's motion capture. It's not rotoscope. 
No, it is rotoscope. It's not rotoscope. It's it. it they, <laughs> Eki, it's you're motion. fighting with the guy who made you. The guy who made it says it's rotoscope. It's, it's that is motion capture. It is the same thing <laughs> Idolmaster does when they release a new music in the app. No, but it's not capture it. Then they use the CG. It is rotoscoped because it, they they filmed it and he drew over it. All right then, if you say so. <laughs> Uh, I just say, I'm just saying what the guy who made it said. <laughs> Why they use the CG body then? Bits me. Oh no, there's CG in that. It's integrating CG. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. But yeah, no, her her, her torso is CG. Uh, usually, sometimes the the skirt will be CG and the legs as well. Uh, but yeah, when when we say that, you know, it's CG integrated in in animation, it's really easy to see. But when we come to Gogo Thirteen, that scene was interesting and weird because the CG wasn't integrated. <laughs> you know, oh, the, yeah. people oh. say, "Oh, it's the first time CG was integrated in animation," but it wasn't, <laughs> right? Uh, if it was integrated, mm -hmm. we would see those elements through the movie. Or, or kind of minimal in the background like we see nowadays. Right. But it was just a huge scene about with CG buildings and CG attack helicopters shooting yep. bees. Ah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go, go, obviously, go, go, go. No, at this point, no one knew how to use this stuff and fucking it was expensive as hell, so full integration would never be possible. But GoGo13 has a lot of interesting stuff like that. They do have the attack helicopter scene, and they do have that thing. I don't remember now. Was that the opening or was it the ending? The one with the uh, uh, the skeleton. I think it's the opening. The skeleton and the and the gun. They clearly yeah. like oh, model yeah. things. That was, that, was they, at, that was at the start. That was yeah. The start. yeah, that's there the was, the like models that they use. Those are. Uh, they were. They yeah, no, those are uh, obviously those are like real. I think like plastic models or whatever whatever they are. But still, it's like interesting because obviously. They have to. They used uh, computer technology to try to integrate that in, and so like, there's a there's a lot of, not a lot of, but there is some interesting like just like new attempts that really wasn't common in anime at that time. Right. So they tried they yeah, tried to break some it's... they tried to break some boundaries, and then you know a, a couple a little while later Akira came out, and they were like, "This is a, this is how you fucking use computer animation, bitch." <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is very interesting. Usually, there's those new techniques they are tried in very not so good anime. <laughs> you see, it is like, oh, what, you know, that, what is that? Of course, in GoGo 13 is a little bit jarring because it's in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes like the, when the, when the CG mob start appearing as well, it wasn't a, a huge anime that did that. It was, it was just like a, a shitty one, if I'm not mistaken. And then it exploded. Same goes to Gogo 13, uh, Yamato. Yamato is... Yam I, I, I cannot put Yamato in the shitty category because it's very good, but you know, you have the digital animation starting in Yamato. And yeah, yeah it's it's quite interesting sometimes when uh, we are seeing these shows from the 80s and uh, we stop and think, holy shit, that was the beginning of something... It is so common nowadays, I don't think about it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. There is, I mean, like, that is one of the fun things about going back and watching these, these things, right? Because it is, there is a lot of stuff in anime right now that 
you and a lot of people just take for granted because like but it's always been there but then really it hasn't always been there yes and it, <laughs> and it is interesting like no one would have thought like oh google 13 will <laughs> make a revolution in animation <laughs> it's, like, it's not something uh, yeah. you think often uh, i mean that that's that's where it's a bit like weird right because it's like google 13 wouldn't make a revolution in animation Yes, but at the same time, it's directed by Osamu Tezaki, and he has made more than one revolution in animation over Very his career. True. So you know, indeed, it's, indeed, it, it kind of adds up. <laughs> I believe when I I don't mention Osamu Tezaki is because I guess most of people have the same uh, the same reaction to when we we <laughs> discover he he made basically everything. <laughs> so like you don't go you don't go in Google thirteen thinking oh this is a Osamu Dezaki movie I'm gonna enjoy it you're <laughs> like True. oh shit it's just a Japanese guy with a massive car killing people and then <laughs> and then you go into the fucking movie and it has a bunch of revolutionary techniques in it mm. that we see nowadays and that was the start then you look at the credit and the credits and it's like oh I see now it's it's basically a very, very huge director, which got a not so good story, and probably people said, eh, "Do what you do, what you want to do." And he's like, "Oh, this is the time, right? <laughs> this is I the mean, time." <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I mean, like that is that is the uh, that is basically like I love that description, mostly because that is Dasaki and his movies. Every time he got a movie, it was just like it seems like they were just like, "Yeah, sure, just go nuts. You can do whatever." Like the Space Cobra movie, for example. Like you think the you think the TV show was weird? Fucking that movie is a goddamn acid trip. <laughs> it's like it seems like he can just do whatever when he gets a movie. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, apparently, GoGo Thirteen has a seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course, it has. There you go. It's a Japanese man of a massive car killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't believe it's so massive until I it's see like, it. Like, yeah. it. If if you change the nationality, you get like you get Rumble, you get Humble, you get uh, which more? You get uh, Mission Impossible. You got oh sure, yeah. uh, James Bond. You just need to change the nationality of the main character. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Well, okay, guys. Before we give our scores. Uh, do want to say we have we still have our ongoing contest it's ending uh, pretty soon where you get a free high dive gift card provided by us uh, provided f- uh, for us by high dive which is quite nice of them to give away to you the listeners all you have to do is go to uh, Redley Fretchercast at BowlingJD on Twitter find the pinned tweet click the link and just a couple steps after that, basically just log in and you are entered. We have uh, two dates, over 200 entries, uh, with seven different ways to enter, with 40 anime that have been uh, suggested to us for us to review. And uh, I won't reveal that right away, but it's uh, it's a landslide pretty much at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, but well, marking marking down everything, nonetheless. So. We've also uh, been, uh, we still have our partner up Discord, Retro Twitch. Join via at RetroTwitch.com. Just click the link. Easy to do. And our network we're part of called the Anime Radicals. 
So go check them out. We just did a Battle Angel Alita timely review not too long ago. And now, with that, what are our scores over Golgo 13, the man with the massive cock, Duke Togo? The professional. professional. Oh, I'm sorry, the professional. (laughs) (laughs) I I get it. It's easy to get confused. (laughs) Hickey, why don't you go first? Sure. My score is a solid, strong seven. Show is fun. You you pick the number closest to the penis. I understand. I am of the same mind. Of course. <laughs> All right then. Yeah, no. I I also give it a seven. It's it's yeah. fun. It's, it is it's fun. stupid. Yeah, it's it fun. It is fun. <laughs> it is stupid. It's fun. It is fast paced. It is action. Unfortunately, there is no dialogue. There's it lacks a lot of information. People are just tools that get used and then killed off. Um, I set you off. Uh, villains are underplayed. There's a lot of plot ar- armor plot, uh, unfortunately. And yeah, it, but still, the animation was very good. A lot of revolutionary uh, techniques used by Dezaki, uh, which are very important. If you like, <laughs> that is weird to say, but if you if you enjoy the history of animation and how we came to be, Gogo Thirteen is a must watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I love just it. love that you can say that because that's going to piss someone off. They're going to be, no, I don't want it. I, unfortunately, I, don't want unfortunately <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but it's Osamu Dezaki and someone said, do what you want to do. And he did. And guess what? A bunch of people saw it and a bunch of animators saw it. And they were like, this is good. Let's <laughs> copy it right to the extreme, to the infinity. And... Thus, we have what we have nowadays. <laughs> Everything is a Google 13 spawn. Oh, holy shit. Anyway. Explains, I don't explains know how many characters with huge cocks, though. Uh, I don't know how many anime we've reviewed on this cast where all three of us have agreed on the same score. Because I'm also giving it a 7. <laughs> yeah. It is a strong yeah. 7. It is just a strong 7. strong seven. 7. Strong like a baguette out in France with a hot female sipping wine. <laughs> No, this as is where you, I have to be different to say it's a week there. seven. No. It's a way, yeah, Tori, she goes, it's a week seven. It's not strong like Coco's penis. <laughs> yep, that's, that's correct. Oh, God. All right. Um, any final thoughts, or shall we get out of here? Watch Colgo 13. Yes, it's great. All right. Well, our uh, our next anime for review is the New Dominion Tank Police, so look forward to that, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See you. できないんだ。たった昨日決めたばかりの。ちっぽけな約束さえも守れてない。今年もまたこの季節が来て早いなって合図地ばかり打って僕は。どこまで進んでこれたんだろう